actually not live though. We're not live yet? Nope. Yes, we are. Oh, we are? <laughs> we rock. Good day, good evening, good night, and good afternoon, and good morning, wherever you are, because I know some people are in Melbourne. Oh, sorry. Good night. <laughs> it's getting carried away. Apparently so. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Welcome to our 191st podcast, I think it is. Yeah. There are more episodes. There are well more than 200 episodes on our podcast, you know, channel. I don't know why whatever. we don't count them all. I don't know what this. Because we didn't count special episodes. We yeah, I don't know why. They're different because they weren't relating to tennis anyway. Oh, whatever. But anyway, welcome to another exciting episode. We have finally got rid of Wimbledon. I feel like I was watching grass for like four weeks. It just felt <laughs> oppressive and never <laughs> ended. <laughs> I just felt that way. I don't know about anyone else. But before I go any further, I want to introduce my co-host. This is with the Moses, but apparently Andrine slipped out to, 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 to get into something a little bit more. Comfortable, Andre? <laughs> oh, Lord, leave her alone. Move on. <laughs> but she's here now. She's back. I'm she's already made. comfortable. Sorry, y'all. I'm already comfortable. I'm in my nightgown. <laughs> okay, okay. So I, I guess you went to go expose. Anyway, it's Sunday, someone. Sabbath, let me try to keep this holy and clean. How are you doing, Andre from Soli? Andre from Soli Tennis Travels. How are you? I'm doing well, actually. I'm having I'm having some um coffee with Bailey's and cream. And so mm-hmm. I am all all is good in the world. I know you were enjoying these finals this weekend. I mean, they were all my still in her peaches anyway. As as, <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a sort of neutral, in the sense that I didn't care about anyone playing them, mm-hmm. they were perfectly decent. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, they worked. And we have from far in Ohio, Janina, who has let us know, folks, that we're only going to be here for an hour because Janina wants to go try to help Italy win something today um, in, <laughs> in Euro. Gonna... <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> oh, Italy. But you know She's what? Like... It'll look good doing it. Let's just say that. I mean. Because I, I will admit, Berrettini... He's still, he, he looked attractive to me. I think the way the reason why was because I wasn't focused on his leg. I was focused on his um, bum. And then I suddenly his face looked better to me. But um, his Baratini, face is gorgeous. What do you Baratini mean? Are you just not have any bum? That? I don't know what y'all are talking about. It's just all tennis players have bums. <laughs> yeah, they do. Listen, right. Berrettini is gorgeous. He really mm-hmm. is. His face never, is so pretty. Oh I my never god! Saw it before you know me. Why? I mean, I like a guy with a big nose. Berrettini doesn't have that. <laughs> but he has a. But you know what? He has a beautiful mouth. For this word on whether Berrettini has a butt or not, I'm going to ask our special guest, Pablo. Does <laughs> Berrettini have a butt? Uh, good afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope we're all doing very well after that thrilling. Um, does Does he have a bottom? Yes. Uh, yeah, he does. He has a nice one. It's not as shapely as others. But yeah, okay. I just saw the news flash from I think it's the Washington Post, and it says mm-hmm. uh, Djokovic tops Berrettini at Wimbledon. Which mm. <laughs> was an interesting. I always use that. I hate when they make me that. I know. <laughs> well, look, they they have to bring the fever, the juice, or some kind of excitement to that finals because I mean, it shortly wasn't on the court. So, yeah. but okay, no, let's, talk, is, 
No. Mateo is very nice from the from the knees up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's, so. It's the caliper well, legs that are. I mean, he has let me know. He has sent, you know, like how Serena be sending out those cryptic messages to me, like, bitch, I know about my eyebrows. Like, yeah. leave me alone. <laughs> Berrettini has served me notice. You know, like, he be out here trying to get his legs to like. You said, you know. that. You said I do like that. <laughs> he shows me that he doesn't skip legs. Day. He's trying to increase the, the width of those sticks. You know, so Berrettini, I'm all here for you trying to get that bamboo. You know, that little, those twigs get to at least get to bamboo. They are, they are like matchsticks, aren't they? Oh, yeah. my God. I keep thinking they're going to snap. He looks like a secretary <laughs> bird. Listen, you That's... guys rag on his legs all the time, and they're not that bad. They're You don't even let me defend his legs. <laughs> because you're wrong. No, I'm not. He's got they're small in... calves compared to the rest of his body. They're but... indefensible. They're like stiletto heels. Oh, <laughs> my God. They are... You are brutal. You know what? I don't know. Another thing. A Wait. tennis player who doesn't have a bottom uh, chains. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's just it's air. Just, it's just it's, air there. It's just yeah, air yeah. there. It's just okay. as, as a pancake. Move on. You got one okay, hour. Keep going. I, I just, I, I absolutely love the fact that the first, <laughs> this is a historic day. And the analysis starts with Berrettini's bum. I love us. Um, I but, mean, but let's move forward and talk about overall, y'all, how was that match for you? It was heartbreaking. Berrettini got my fucking heart <laughs> all pumping. Listen, I was yelling and hooting and hollering so much in that first set. My neighbor texted me and she said, what the fuck is going on over there? Are you okay? <laughs> I said, yeah, I'm watching tennis. And she's like, oh, she and her sister were outside. She's like, I told her that's probably what you were doing. Like, I mean, it was fun. It was fun. I wasn't expecting to have any fun at all. So at least we got that little bit of fun out of it. And then motherfucker. Then Novak turned into zero, Novak. Zero expectation of that match. And so I thought that Berrettini handled himself very well. He actually first, did. For a first slam final, right? And he didn't do the thing that Stefanos did, which is, you know, go on a tear for two sets and then, you know, collapse. It was more like, let's keep this enjoyable throughout. Mm. <laughs> Listen, I think I think he tried. I think for a first time showing in a Grand Slam final, he did amazing. At the end of the day, he was playing Novak Djokovic, who is absolutely fucking unbeatable right now. That man is a machine. He gets to every fucking ball, and you're just kind of like, Listen, you know, you you know it's impressive when I'm cheering Novak points because I can't stand that fucker. I can't stand and that fuck that's really good fucking tennis. I didn't like oh, him. I didn't like I mean, him. I, I, you don't have to like him, but he does some no, no, amazing no, shit. No, I'm not talking about him. I said I didn't like the tennis. I didn't like the no, tennis. I, I didn't I didn't think it was uh uh anywhere near the quality that we we want in a final. Um and that's partly maybe Mateo's nerves, but Novak just has a way of wearing everybody down. He's so good. He, 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 he at what he does. He doesn't blitz you off the court. Nope. Like like Rafa could do, um, or even Roger in his finest. But he just wears you down. And I think I think it was Susie tweeted that Mateo looked cooked, and he did. He just yep. by the end he was over. Nothing left, and it was only four sets. I know. <laughs> that isn't yeah. that good well for him. But Listen, it was, it was I, long show, show me a final where where where. 
Djokovic has not worn the, his opponent down. When the first set was over, I was like, holy shit, it's been an hour. Yeah. I can't, but you see, I cannot believe that Janina called me and I'm just like, y'all believe in Santa Claus. Like, this is a rope a dope <laughs> situation. <laughs> Listen to me. I had already, when this match started, I tweeted out, it's going to be full sets. Mm-hmm. No, it's going to keep it cute, keep it dramatic, keep it, you know, you know, interesting, you know, for people. And I think today he was being very kind because he saw the effect that happened to Plagianos. You mm-hmm. can't murder him on the court because you will break him. Yep. He's trying to spare. Look, Plagianos got roped out by Tiafo. I mean, no disrespect to Tiafo, but I mean, like, not in straight sets, okay? But, you know, he doesn't want to break these these children because he's going to, you know, who is he going to play let's with? Let's talk about that, though. Let's talk about the match itself. Like, I mean, because Pablo, to me, the numbers, because it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't a, a, a winner's. Winners match. Deb, Deb, Deb says, "No, look, where's the viewers down to?" I was, I'm not entertained. <laughs> I was entertained in moments, but moments is not enough for a final. I'm, no, it's not. I, I, but if you go back listen, to the drama. Of it was more competitive than I thing. thought it would be. Yeah, if you True go back story. to the drama of the last men's final at Wimbledon, this is it's not a patch on it. I mean, it was just the tennis was just not good enough. Over. Yeah, I saw someone asking whether it was like, and not epic, obviously, because it's not five sets. So we know we don't get into epic character when we talk about five sets. Like it was a, it was a symbolic and important match, mm-hmm. but it wasn't an interesting match. Yeah, to watch yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, which unfortunately is usually the case with a Novak match. I mean, yeah, we don't ever really expect him to lose. But, so, but, here, but here's the thing for me, though, for me that uh, because the match was always on Nolay's racket. Like yep, always, for sure. There was, there He's was the never a momentum shift. There was never a moment where you felt, well, well, at least for me, that Berrettini had some way of that Berrettini could no, figure out did. how to win. No, there wasn't. Look, every single he had time, some it momentum. Was, it was it was Nola tripping over himself. Uh, no, uh, as I, I, would I, like I disagree with that. Look. Yeah, it's not quite like the women's match where you felt like Ash Barty was given the match away. Right. It's, feel the same way with Novak. Though. I mean, because, because that look, way. that momentum shift that we would have talked, you know, Nole was serving for this first set, you know, Berrettini breaks back, they're in a tiebreaker, Nole is playing, you know, loose, whatever, and there is John McEnroe. We have a match in our hand in like 20 minutes full of Novak. <laughs> in 20 no, minutes. But right and, before and that go. was the momentum that you're saying but, didn't exist. But, no, I'm just saying that's what people perceive it to be. I don't think there was ever any momentum shift. This yeah. match always, for me, and I said it from the beginning of the set, of the match actually, that this is going to be full set. Nole knows not to come out here and blitz this child because it's going to look embarrassing. It wouldn't have any, it, it can't be written about his 20. It's going to kind of solve this whole, this whole theatric topic, you know, like he mowed him over. It's not going to look cute. Like to me, and yeah, was, like had that at any point, at any on. point, and here's the thing, I mean, and this is, Berrettini doesn't really have a backhand to contend with Nola. And yeah. if you're going to be like strictly like speaking, you know, of the tangible things, like the problem for people, someone like Berrettini is that the top players, which is, is that they have kill shots on both sides, right? Yep. Full hand and backhand. There is no weakness in their game structurally in and of itself. Berrettini has a slice backhand and boo, that is not going to be cute when someone like I don't know what you're talking about. I thought I heard that Ash Barty has a slice backhand and that is a kill shot for her. 
Um, but I think also his kill shot on the forehand side wasn't happening at all. Because there's too much pressure on that, right? Because that becomes the only thing that he... And he has to... And he can't play any subtle shot with Nole. He has to blitz Nole off the court with yeah. that forehand. He yeah. has to go for juice on every single shot. Yeah. And Nole has the length. I mean, and, and I we, don't like that narrative, though. But, I really but, but don't. But here's the thing. And Nole, and you pointed out, Janina, when you said Nole is unbeat. Nole is freaking strong. Nole is getting length. I know, but I'm listen, like 20 feet you're behind saying, the baseline. You're saying that, you know, his forehand was breaking down because there's too much pressure on it. Everybody he know, plays knows that's his shot. I don't think it was ever there today. I think it was on him that it wasn't there. I think he was nervous and he was overcome by the moment and was probably going for too much at times. But I didn't feel like it was Novak playing on it and, and making it try to be good. I really didn't. I don't think the Baron team, he didn't even serve like he served all tournament. He was pressured by the moment more than he was by Novak to play well. Of course, when you play Novak, no, of course you have to you have to up your game when you play him okay. because of who he is. I get that. But he did not start at the high level that we've seen him all tournament and then come down because of Novak's play. It was never there. I think he was nervous. But, I, but, I would say but, maybe five quick things about it. You don't get to say five quick things. You don't say anything quickly. That's a list of five. Stop telling lies. All right. Well, I'll try. You know, I'll be, I'll, I'll, Go ahead, Pablo. Be, Go ahead. I'll be curt. Okay. Uh, uh, one, Mateo was very nervous. Two, he didn't appear to have a game plan from the get-go. Mm -hmm. Three, he can't serve and volley. He can't volley. No. I think it's difficult to win Wimbledon if you can't volley. Four, at no stage did Novak look to be in trouble. Mm -hmm. None. Five, I don't think Novak, uh, at the moment, I think he's playing better or as good as he's ever played. He, his game hasn't dipped like Rafa and Roger. He's just getting better, and that's mm -hmm. scary. There's my well, fighting, Janina. I'm proud of you for accomplishing that. <laughs> <laughs> Wimbledon champion, Pablo. Yes. Um, and, you know, I mean, and honestly, if you think about that, then what you have then is a Novak that is what Pablo just described. And then a bunch of people who aren't really necessarily comfortable on grass. Mm -hmm. And then the second best player on grass this season. Mm -hmm. Um, was Berrettini, and that's what we had in the final. So in many ways, that's actually the best final you could have asked for on the men's side, and this is mm -hmm. what you got. But I agree with Janina's point that his forehand just didn't turn up today. But, no. but the, the two in his one-two mm -hmm. punch wasn't no there. Was it their reels? Like, like, he had open... He didn't court. serve as well as he's been serving. Yeah, he served you, down. I, I, I think my, my, my point to that... It is an interaction. It is a tennis. Right, exactly. <laughs> so that's my point to that, you know, because um, Felix, Nole yeah. was reading that serve as if it was an open yeah. book. Like, and I mean, and that's the thing I think, though Berrettini had a lot of good aces, it wasn't enough. When you're playing someone like Nole, even Rafa knows this, even Federer knows this, you cannot afford to be make any kind of misstep, right? Particularly if, and Berrettini doesn't have the kind of game 
where he's going to try to wear Nole down. He isn't nowhere as strong as Nole. I mean, no, I know the other thing you mentioned, Pablo, that Nole looks in better shape today than he's been before. His legs were like popping. And I mean, I'm just he's, like, one of the, he's one of the few that actually has gotten better since COVID, even though he got COVID. Yeah. Hmm. Love. Love. I mean, he, I mean and, and even, um, and what I was talking about in terms of the way I felt like, even when you look at that Chapel game, right? When mm -hmm. Chapel played Chapel, it was all on Nole's racket. Yeah. Chapel was out there trying to be excited and whatever. And I think Berrettini, from that conversation afterwards, Berrettini knew that. And that's the look on all of their opponent when they get off the court. It's just like, really and truly, the school might say something different, but I never had a chance. Because when it came down to the to the, um, to the, the, the end point, the interesting point, Nole never dropped the bag. I know, no, no. Let me push back. When he needed to break them and get the set, he was ready. Let, yeah. me put that, let me put back on top of that because I okay. think the thing is, I think to your point, it's a little bit about there's a lot of pressure that builds up in the opponent, right? Because when Chapeau and even Berrettini had clear, clear open court for a winner, mm -hmm. their balls bottom of the net, mm -hmm. wide, it just doesn't happen, right? And in that moment, what are you? Who are you going to blame that on? Are you blaming that on Novak, or are you blaming it on the player sort of choking in that moment? Because yes, I think no. that's why Chapo felt disappointed in himself. Is that it wasn't like he felt like he was overrun or overwhelmed by Nole. He felt like he was in it for a shot and he didn't capitalize. But but here's the thing. Yes and no. I would say to some degree, yes. But I think statistically, we know tennis players are going to make errors, right? It is impossible to play the match without making errors. Except and, when I'm, and I'm thinking, I, I'm, I think when, if I'm not mistaken, Nole is out there being the analytics guy. He's getting the numbers yeah, and whatever he's he he is to me. He is please understanding that better than the other opponent. That you know that I would yep. not make fifty percent of the shot, and I would go for the shot. You know what I mean? I I think he's expecting, and I mean, okay, they might win some of those points here or there, mm -hmm. but they aren't, then it's never going to really turn the tide of the match mm. because at the end, when Nola is ready to dial up, I mean, there is just nothing you can do. It's very just difficult nothing. to get past him. Just I think nothing. Just, I mean, look at that oh, um, French Open final, um, quarterfinal, semifinal, whatever the case may be. I mean, to drag Rafa to the Chitlin Circuit and roll on Philippe Chatrier, I mean, you're doing something like you are unstoppable. Do, oh, I mean, oh, did Frankie Frank say no way? That's good. No, I, I'm not saying that. I'm just okay, simply no, stating no, no, that no, he, no, he's watching, a juggernaut. I'm looking at the comments in the section. Deborah says that Federer has congratulated Noli. Thank God Fed understands the politics of being. I mean, look, Fed, you you, right. you do it so that I don't have to do it, Fed. I, I appreciate in the that. Corner. He's racking in the corner if you don't do that to him. You got to do the congratulations. Yeah, Thank I mean, at least at least he's letting. Um, but you but you know the no mole farm is gonna be out here. You see that congratulation Federer gave? Was it enough? Did he use two hundred and forty <laughs> characters? No, he did not. <laughs> when he did, when he congratulated Ash Body, he gave her four hundred. He gave her four hundred. Even, even if it only has, even if that tweet only has five words, I'm sure there'll be a George Wait, let's. So listen, this is as much as I want to talk about Nole. So, mm -hmm. um, I do want to say though, congratulations to him because let's all remember. Let us all remember exactly ten years ago, Novak Djokovic was a pale, pale figure compared to who this person is right now. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he was, but, and he, sorry, and he was unstoppable in 2011 at one yeah. point. But yeah. I, it's always good to bolster what you, you've said about how he performs. Mm 
Mm -hmm. Look at the numbers. He hit 31 winners against 57 from Berrettini. So yeah. half, half the number of winners. He hit 21 unforced errors against 48. And there it is. He doesn't blast him off the court. Nope. He just makes less errors. And he just, you know, I mean, and in our world, you. and it's so interesting too, because if that was a women's, if that was an analysis of a women's match, uh -huh. we'd call that a certain type of player. <laughs> yes. But because, yeah. of, because, <laughs> yeah, because it's a men's match, it's very, very masculine to not do Right. That. And also, Berrettini, <laughs> I mean, no, no Liz getting back shots that should have been winners, okay? Berrettini should have won some of those points two <laughs> shots before, right? Like, it was just like, how did he get that back? So, I mean, to some credit, that's what I'm saying, that Nole, but, and that's the thing I think we said before we came online, that Nole has turned grass into this defensive surface, yep. which is really crazy. Yep. Because back in the day, you couldn't defend on this. You just had to be, you had to go for broke. You had to be well, you offensive. Had to, you had to win. Like, you had to look, like, we were looking at the numbers to the 2019 final. And the winners that Federer had was like something like 90 something, mm -hmm. right? And Novak was, I think, what, 60 something? So it was not about, usually when you look at an analysis of a grass court match, you're looking at who's got the winners and you're like, clearly that's the person who won the match. Mm -hmm. But when you're playing Novak, that is not what happens. And to Reels' point, like he forces you to go for winners all the time, knowing that at some point in time you're gonna, you're gonna fuck so, up. Statistically, <laughs> statistically, it's in your favor, right? It's in his favor, <laughs> and know. that's what I'm saying. Mark it's says Novak is a good slider on grass. Novak's a good slider on everything. He start. slides. I think he practices it in his fucking sleep. Well, yeah, I mean the flexibility he slides everywhere thing that he's done. So for you all, um, what is this? Um, so obviously this sets us up for the tedious 2020. Uh, Maya said, I remember when he used to retire from matches due to fitness. Listen, but then Federer called him out, right? And Nola was just like, fuck that. I'm going to get my body right. Yeah. Yeah. All I'm going to say is I would like an interview with the original doctor who sat in Novak Djokovic's camp. In Stop. No, no, no. Because listen, he owes it all to that doctor who never gets mentioned. That doctor should have a book. No, He completely transformed <laughs> Novak's body. Because everyone remembers that season before, Novak mm -hmm. had a brutal loss against Rafa, I think, in Madrid. And he said, no more, motherfucker. And he said, no more. And the next season, Novak Djokovic showed up. And I remember we saw him live at Indian Wells. And I was sitting beside an, a Rafa fan, and we looked at him and said, what is up with this boy's body? No body fat, right? No body fat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right? And then he had that doctor in his camp who, who just completely disappeared. We don't see his name anymore. And everybody was interviewing that doctor, like, what happened? How did you transform Novak? Apparently he had this whole illness that we just never knew about. And he's become this complete machine. And I mean, we don't talk about that, but that was a transformative moment in the sport. And if we're going to do history, I hope in his documentary, he sits down with that doctor and talks about how he was able to transform himself from a sort of asthmatic person who Andy Roddick made fun of a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, but he 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 completely changed his diet, um, mm -hmm. and um, uh, 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 gives credit uh, a lot to that. I know somebody who met him just after that time, mm -hmm. and he described him as a whippet. You know mm -hmm. the you know the the racing dog. Yep, mm -hmm. which has absolute. It's just it's literally it's just sort of a little bit of fur mm -hmm. and bones and nothing. 
a whippet. And he is. It's exactly how he is. He's that fast. There's not a, a millimeter of body fat on him. Nope. And um, a lot of it, I, I believe, is down to just the completely refocusing his diet and the way that the body works. And um, I'm but sure he has maintained, but, but he has maintained, not only maintained this situation, because we have seen this phenomenal quite recent in the last 10 years of mm -hmm. like 30 plus professional athletes being yep. peak. You know, I'm thinking about Dara Torres um, mm -hmm. in swimming. Mm -hmm. and, but I think what is interesting about Noli for me is that those players and even Serena and Federer, right? They're hyper-focused, right? We can't be playing 20 tournaments as we did back in the day, right? We have to focus our resources and whatever. But Noli isn't like that. And, and, and the sort of behavior I'm seeing Noli in 2021 it's even more phenomenal than 2011 when Nole was fucking insane. Where Federer yeah. was the only one. 11 Novak when we thought he was like, when people just imagined that he was going to be in every single slam. And then right. he, then something happened and because life life changes like that. And so I just, I think it's just really noteworthy to think about his journey and how he's gotten to the place where he's. And I think Mark Miller, I think you're right in the comments that Novak has also really learned how to manage a match. Because I I say as a watcher of a Novak match, I always feel like he's not excellent in the match. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like I always look at the match and it's like, and maybe it's just his style of play. It's like you look at the per match and it's the opponent that you're watching. Like it's the opponent who's just doing all the labor. Right. <laughs> and then, you know what I mean? And then you, because he's like a wall, right? And he's like Rafa at the height when Rafa was like a wall and you're just like, oh my God, it's, it's, it's impenetrable. I can't get And not only that, you're just like, when you think a point is done, it's not <laughs> right. done. Right? It's never exactly. done. But, but, he gets to but, everything. Also, one characteristic he's maintained that, I think we see in other greats, which has diminished, is he has no doubt when he's on the court. Nope. There's no self-doubt. And uh, there were two bits of tea. Uh, Boris Becker was commentating in the UK on this. And, of course, he'd had a few mm -hmm. um, <laughs> or whatever before. Uh, he, looked, he looked toasted, which I appreciate. He did, didn't he? he but the two, yeah, two things that he shared in, in that, as he's, as he's prone to do in those cases. The first thing is that when crowds cheer his Novak's opponent, Novak doesn't understand that they're cheering the opponent. They're not necessarily booing him, although sometimes they are. And he said he's tried to explain this to him uncountable times, and his ego won't accept that he thinks the crowd are disrespecting him every time they do it. Well, I am, actually. But, um, and you know what? A lot of times... That. That, that day all the time. Wait, 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 sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Pablo. You said... second bit of tea is I can't quite get remember Boris exactly, but the angriest he's ever seen him is when Rafa replaced him as number one. Oh, yeah. Right. Really? Why? Yeah, he just exploded. back and forth between he, the three of them. He, ex he exploded. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I, mean, I could teach him some math, of... right? It's it's just numbers, boo. It's 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 not it's not complication. It's addition. It's, that's it. I Nothing. It I mean, I think what drives his game is animus, right? That's yes, what that's, absolutely. That's, 100%. That's, everything. And, and the PPA. <laughs> well, I mean, who knows? But like, I mean, someone's like, why is Goran in his camp? I was like, Animus? Goran hates, I think Goran hates practically all the other top guys that's ever been around. Like, he just feels like he never got his his good, he never, you know, he's always seemed quite resentful to me. And so I think resentment and Animus animates that, that camp in some ways. And so not listening to the claps and thinking that it's about the audience. Listen, 
Mark, I don't know why the audience doesn't like Novak. I, I think, and people always want to put it down to Federer or Rafa, but you know what? Sometimes those two aren't even there and the audience still doesn't respond to him. But I, but I don't, but it's style. visceral. It's visceral because it's a style of the way he across. It's a style of play. I think it's a style of play. But but I don't understand. I, I am. I, go ahead, Sorry, Go ahead. No, I was saying, I never understand this question because I'm just like, to be liked is not a guarantee. There is no formula for but this. Listen, listen, though. But think about Novak, though. You have to. I think the reason why that question keeps coming up is because Ro Novak is chasing two people who does get the crowd. So he thinks it's an inevitable part of the game. Like it's not like he's coming from the Pete Sampras era or the whatever era. He's coming directly behind two people who have set a roadmap. Roadmap. Rafa. Novak is not following a roadmap. The other two haven't traveled. Like there've been moments like this feeling that people have about Novak. I remember us having this feeling about Fed. I remember us having this feeling about Rafa, right? That's the Having which feeling? The feeling like this person is unbeatable. Like the only reason why people feel like Novak is better than the two that came before him is because those two are still around. But I remember when people thought Fed was just like unplayable. I remember when people oh. thought of right, and then Rafa. and then he's not right, and then, and one then point they're not, you know, and then they have that moment. So it's like I think what makes the goat debate animated is because all three are playing at the same time, and people feel like they've been the goats all together, and they play. Right. But they're not. I, you know what, people. Inst oh my god, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Mark, that's not, Wait, that's not actually true. Oh, really? <laughs> Sorry. I I just think that. <laughs> We really do not step back and appreciate if you are a true tennis fan instead of a stan of one player, how lucky you are to have been a fan of tennis during this time. This is oh, unprecedented. No, I don't, I don't, no I you listen, you you've got Federer, you've got Rafa, you've got Novak, you've got three people who back to back to back are seemingly doing the impossible instead of wanting to always pit them against each other, which we do because it's fun, right? And it's sport. And I guess that's what you do, but you never ever maybe just, I think if you're a true fan of the sport, you appreciate that you're even no, getting to watch it. No, you know, I don't buy that argument because you know what, if you've been watching tennis a long time, it's not about the fact that you have three people playing like this. It's about the crowd. It's about how the it's about how the game is, is is working together. Like I think the Agassi Sampras era was amazing, and it, yeah. it's just like you had like Chang, Korea. Yeah, but you had other people. Like the idea that it's like we should be grateful because we have three potential goats in contention. I also don't think the surrounding narrative is that interesting. Like that, like it's really just those three guys. When different errors were happening, there were lots of things popping off. You don't get that same. Vibe. Well, I guess it depends on on how you approach sports. Because, like, I it's funny because when Federer has a hard loss, or you know, Novak fans will come at me because I'm a Federer fan on Twitter, and they really think that I'm bothered, and I'm not. Yeah, I mean, I'm truly not bothered. I know. I know that there are people who truly are. I know that there are people who really feel crushed on the inside and they have this deep emotional connection when their fave loses. That's not who I am. That's not how I approach sports. Somebody wins, somebody loses. You know this every fucking time before it even starts. So I just, that's just not who I am. So I, maybe it's easier for me to say, wow, this is pretty cool because it's, I, and I get it. I totally agree that, 
it is more fun when you have a whole bunch of people doing things like the Sampras and Agassi era. I was watching tennis then. I was an Agassi fan. You know, I fucking hated Sampras, yeah. but I appreciated what, <laughs> what? Sampras was. And I'm your friend. I fucking Okay, I just this point um, Andrine makes about animus. I think is, I I believe it's central to how. Jo Novak operates and one of the differences when we have all three of them playing at the same time where Rafa and Roger they're they're diminished compared to how they used to be it's clear they're not as strong as they were and he's the opposite but he has taken that battle about who is the goat off the tennis court and into tennis politics which is different which is very different from the way Rafa and Roger behave and th th those two are unimpeachable in their behavior towards fans and everything. And that's why they are loved the way they are. He's gone down another avenue with this. And it's not <laughs> enough for him to win more the most slams. He's going to crush them on yeah, the, sure. the business no, side of things. Again, on the politics side no, of things. Yeah, but there's because, no way. Go ahead. That's, that is sad. Because really? when the motivation is the motivation is really your personal animus because you don't get the the respect you think you deserve, that's that's tragic. It's also just a weird misread. I mean, I, I, I frankly think the weird thing that Boris has revealed is so odd to me. Like, why would you assume that it's just necessary? But again, if you're animated by animus, I guess you assume the audience also is animated by animus, right? <laughs> so, I mean, I... I just, I don't think his brain, I don't think his game style brings you in. That's personally mm -hmm. me. I don't think he plays the type of tennis. If your tennis is about drawing errors from your opponent, how does that generate a sense of like jubilance when you well, It just doesn't do that. Cause you know what? A ball in a net is, and is actually your win, right? Like it just- but Check this out. See, and again, it's all how you approach and watching sport, right? So fans of boxing. Yep love or hate Mayweather. Why? Yep. Because he doesn't, years and years and years ago, he'd go out there and knock his opponent out. And then I think he broke his hand or wrist or something and he stopped doing that. And he started boxing smart. He just does enough to win. You yep. haven't seen Mayweather knock anybody out in forever. I fucking hate watching I Mayweather. Hate Hold on. Jason loves him because he's yeah. like, watch how smart he is. Yeah. Watch how he plays. And that's what Novak does. So really, I mean, truly, it's all about how you what you want to get out of the sport that you enjoy. We don't enjoy Novak's game. I don't like that baseline, make you hit 10 more shots. I want the kill shot. I want the creative tennis. I want somebody to come. You know, that's why I like Nick probably. Throwing yep. them fucking underhand serves. Throw them off. You know what Novak is going to do every time, and he's going to beat you at it, and that's fine that he's good. It's not entertaining for us. That You have to separate what is entertaining you and is does that make them good or bad? You know, it is what it is. Clearly, he's good. Doesn't mean you have to like it. And doesn't mean, well, yeah. Then, I mean, then I you need to tell Nole that, though, because yes, we're not confused that. by this concept at all. <laughs> we're not confused by this at all. And I was saying that, you know, um, I think... I think Mark just mentioned that people have to like the winners. That's not true. No, you don't. Because no, 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 no. because because we have literally we have literally watched this treatment for the Williams sisters. Yeah. That they won't even like by their opponents who went into the press room and dragged them to pieces every single time. So I mean like, you're winning. The only thing that you're guaranteed from winning is the trophy and the biggest check. And the cash. That's it. 
And you That's should just it. be grateful for that and take that home. Because exactly what how people perceive you. And, and we all know that, look, Anna Konnikova wasn't winning any trophies <laughs> and she was cashing big checks and everyone loved her. So it's, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of little. And she married a pop star. And she married a pop star. I mean, like, which means she's big in Spain too. And I mean, <laughs> so, I mean, I'm just saying that it takes a lot. There, there is a lot of intangibles to this situation. And I don't think to me, if no, that's, I think that's one of the things that I don't, you know, whether I liked him, one of the things I find rather disturbing about him is that this obsession to be loved. And yes. he just doesn't want to be loved because they are, trust me, the mole fam loves you, boo. Because mm -hmm. I ain't know who gonna be out here doing chats and graphs and whatnot unless that's love, okay? I ain't even it's doing that for a grade. Can I tell you, it's not love. Because let me tell you something. Can I just make a, 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 I beg you, Nole fans. The Roger Federer subject area on Twitter is for Roger Federer. Stop clouding it with your <laughs> Novak shit. I don't follow Novak Djokovic and Roger Federer shows up he shows up in the Roger Federer tag. Please use the Nole tag for Nole. <laughs> Wanting to get news about Roger Federer. Why are you clogging up my Twitter feed? But, but, but this is another thing that... <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's we shouldn't compare Stan yeah. groups, but his is a cult. It, I don't know. Know. They yeah. are... I won't go down that road. I won't. I mean, I won't go down that road. Pavel, that's the stuff we talk about privately. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, the reason, no, the thing is that we literally have a chat group talking about cults for real. So that's what <laughs> for real. So that's what we are very much intimately knowledgeable on what a cult they is. Are, they are possessed. I mean, they're I mean, at another I mean, level. That okay, is but cool. you know what? Wait, y'all. It's but, <laughs> it's moving on, I, Wait, and I have to say that. It. Go for it, real. Say I just have to say that I just found out a disturbing bit of information, and I have to clean up my group chats because Maya, Jazz, and Janina talking some shit that they don't like Pete. So, no private DM conversation with any of these ladies, okay? Liar, I'm liar, good. pants on fire. I hate I hated not Sampers. I hated Agassi. Thank the, you. You see, this is why Andrina and I see eye to eye. The lovely narrative, which is why, can I tell you, do you notice who has who has come to... All I have to say is you can judge Nole by who has trained him in his camp. That's all I'm saying. Mm, mm, that is a mm, camp that is mm. a baggy camp if I've ever hey seen. Hater group. It's a hater. <laughs> it's a hater. Right away. All right. You know what, guys? That is wonderful. Congratulations to Novak Djokovic. You have done something that people thought was impossible, which is to get to twenty. I'm really mad that it but, took you that it, you got there so quickly because my poor man was stuck. You got there so quickly because my poor man was stuck, stuck for no, years. Listen to me, Reels, I these, think these these Agassi lovers they're like high school on Sunday. Stop it, you <laughs> are no <laughs> class. Look, they got vibes. They got they got Streisand in that group. So I don't know. <laughs> That's right. I'm just saying. I'm not saying they don't have a class. Have, have, you seen that, have you seen the video of Pete Sampras impersonating Barbara Streisand at a match when they were no. playing? Yeah. And she was saying, come on, Andre. Dre, you can do it, Dre. <laughs> now, what really put me off about him was the crystal meth. I mean, that was... 
I mean, we didn't me. know about that. I'm a judicious hater, so I mean, I'm sure that I've been around the circuit because you don't do crystal by yourself. Okay, <laughs> you do that. With I, it's I, true. I, he did do it by himself. Exactly. Yeah. I'm a hater of Agatha just because I hate the neediness. I, I, I don't. Mean, I don't like a needy player at all. I, that's why I can't. That's that's the only part of Djokovic's thing that really pushes me off. I do not like neediness. And oh, to be and to be fair, you know, if there's a if there's a diva Dal um, Nole match, Andrine is back in Nole. Yeah, so anyway, okay, I just wanted to point out before before we move on to the, the, the <laughs> ladies, you know, I just want to point out that these three men since 2003 <laughs> has won 60 majors, that's six crazy. zero. Three men, and this is this is an equal average, okay? This isn't yeah. like one of them won like 30, <laughs> and then you know what I mean? Like yeah. three men has won 60 majors, ATP. Do better. This shit yeah. is boring. And if none of these me... people ever win another major again, I would be so happy and joyous for it. I okay, do not want to see another final where Heratini is walking off looking at We are moving to Barty's party. Okay. Oh. The women's final. Mm. We're moving to Barty's party. How was the women's final for you? Similarly. Well, the, the, the Skyborg had a malfunction uh -huh. and um, again, didn't turn up. Yeah. But you know what I will say? I will say, though, I was more intrigued by the women's final than I was by the men's final. Of course you would be. I mean... Well, there was just there, more... There, it was open. I couldn't exactly. quite... Exactly. There was an air of... Evan, a, there was a, a slight air of, you know, like, uncertainty. Just really? Like because that. I didn't even see it. I didn't see one point of it, but I never for once thought that Barty wasn't going to win. Listen, Seriously. The only reason why she put potentially couldn't win is because she might have choked it away. That's all. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. She she forgot <laughs> a game plan for about four games. Yeah. Yep. Let 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 Pliskova back in, and then she realized actually she she was there to slice her to shreds. Yes. And um, continued slicing her way to victory, and she exactly. played great, she played a great WTA grass court game to win. Yeah. And yeah. also, but put Bakaplis. Let me just say. If you're one, if you're a person that shows up in the final only to watch, you'd, like, <laughs> you'd, be, like, you'd be like, "How'd this girl get here?" <laughs> I mean, you know what? I mean, I mean, seriously. I mean, Andrina and I had a conversation. She's not even missing by a little bit. She was missing by a lot, and that's just the thing. You know, everyone was talking about. Look, we all know. We know this Carolina. Okay, we know her. We know she's going to come up because, girl, this could have been. But you see, and credit to Body because I think Body, you know, had a little bit more dynamic dyna dimension or shape to her game. But she was going to get some very what I mean, Couples was just like, girl, like, what are you doing out here? Just stupid errors. Just like points anyway. No, I mean, her serve was gone. And then. And therein lies the problem. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, she's definitely one of those people who cannot survive a grass court match without that serve because yeah. she can't move. She doesn't have anything else. Yeah, well, exactly. that's what I was just going to say. She can't move and Barty can. It's grass. Why did anyone think that Pliskova could win? Period. Well, because but, but there was a moment where Barty could have lost the match. That's just the yeah. crazy part. But then she could have turned the whole. She was getting in her own way. That's the only reason why. It was one of those moments where it was like maybe the moment was going to be too big for her. That's the only reason why the match was competitive. Really, is because Mar Barty like went away a few times in it, served for it, was up two breaks in the second right. set. I mean, 
it was just painful to watch. But I'm, I'm sure Ostapenka was just laughing her ass off. <laughs> I didn't get, get that reference. Everyone was saying that. What did, what did that refer to? Because um, in one of the press conferences, she said, well, you know, some, some, some of the players win a slam and then they disappear and you never hear of them again. And some players stay in the top oh, you know, ranking and everything. And I, and she said, I don't know which is better. And you know who she was talking about. Uh, oh. you know and, what uh, I have to say, I think a one slam, let me get the let me take that one slam and go, girl. Let me say that because I'll tell you which is better. I just watched her play a slam final. And you know what's better? Winning the slam. Yep. Winning the slam. Because you know what? I will take Oscar Panko in that RG final compared to whatever the hell Copless did yesterday. I was like, what are you doing? Why are you here? She, did, she never tried to do anything different. She was sitting on there waiting. She was like, literally for me, Coppice was just like, I'm just waiting for my serve to come back. That's it. And then if it goes away, like, oops, you know what I mean? And I'm just like... Well, I, but I, no, I think a lot of that is down to Barty's strategy. And she stuck to it for about 75% of the match. And that's why she's the winner. She, and she, nicely constructed, nicely executed. She had a wobble in the second set when she forgot to slice but she got, a, <laughs> she got it back and um that that was the end of it but i was say, let me tell you what, i was watching the match with karen our favorite bridge p favorite um wta expert and i just said to her i was like let me just confess i know it's it's not polite to say but i wanted a little bit of yelling i wanted a little bit of ball bashing i didn't yeah. like it i didn't like that's not oh, was my, it a quiet match it just wasn't my cup of tea. Like I like, I like them big. I like them bold. I like them loud. I like them brash. I like them like. I like them very offensive. And getting... like, yes, I don't want you. You know, I mean, after a while, I was like, yeah, I get that the slice is working, but that's such a punk ass move. I need you to hit and get some winners. That's I what I thought. Couplets was gonna do. Couplets yes, was like, I'm, I'm gonna stop you from doing this nonsense. <laughs> Couplets was just like, oh, she's gonna slice me. Let me. Yeah. I don't know what she and Sasha spoke about, but Sasha was just like, girl, let's just pray that service on like a boil con tomorrow. That's it. That's it. If but, it's not there, all, just... Also, it wasn't just a slice. I think Barty got Pliskova moving. And yeah, yeah. She, she exposed the yeah. fact that she's, she's not a great mover. On a Anybody who plays Pliskova should try to get her moving and you will win. But interesting enough... But interesting enough... The, the short court, bring, bring her into the net yeah. and, because yeah, she doesn't have a, a short game. Or get her going to her forehand side. <laughs> <laughs> but interesting enough, but, but when she played Sabalenka, it, it was she who was moving and she who was extending the rallies. But, so but, 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 but the serve was working though. Just because a typical modern WTA player, she feeds off pace. Sabalenka was just bashing the ball. Right, when you disrupt true. the pace, it's difficult for her to regroup. She doesn't have that kind of instinctive ability yeah. to think think of a different court game. Court game. Um, she has what she's one dimensional in that respect. And Barty unpicked it very nicely yesterday. Yeah, Barty yeah. did it. You know, it was it was exactly the right strategy. Off page yeah. ball. I mean, the way that sometimes Christopher looked like she was falling over. I mean, it was exactly the right strategy. But it's I just mean, when I watched it, I realized that I love a ruckus. I, mean, I knew it was going to be a mess when it was full of <laughs> in the opening. I'm just like, oh. Yeah, she lost, oh. she lost the first 14 points. 13, 14 I was just, just So, I mean, um, that match was painful, but had, had some emotional drama. 
Um, I thought Kerber was going to win the whole damn thing when she got. I thought Kerber did too. I thought mm. the fuck happened to her. Can't trust I mean, any of these bitches. Not one of them. Look, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look. To me, the real intrigue of that whole tournament was the women doubles. That was a tournament for me. I no, mean, the best love. thing was was Venus and Nick. That was the I mean, best that, moment of the tournament. Yeah, but that was only one time. That's and a, I mean, like, and that's you know. pretty. What does that say about Wimbledon? That one match was the highlight of everything. <laughs> no, but not that one match. I think the. Um, I think the it was for me. I mean, for you, but I think the women's doubles final was a fantastic. It was a great, great doubles yeah. final, and I'm glad that I yeah. Uh, um, didn't win because yeah. there's one thing I will never forgive her for. Um, when the hacking of the, the 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 drug testing database and they yeah. published Serena's um, therapy therapeutic use exceptions, I, uh, and she went on Russian TV with Makarova actually yep. it was and said, "Oh yeah, they're taking drugs." Her and her sister Venus, and we've never heard of this stuff before. And blah blah blah. Go fuck yourself, go. Really, seriously. Well, I mean, considering the legacy of sports yes. in the country. I mean, in Russia, and they were definitely a meldonium, right? I mean, you're talking about drugs you never heard of, girl? I mean, no one heard of meldonium until it came out. We're like, what is your thing? Come on. Uh, actually, in all her, just, I know you covered this at the time. In all her playing career, there's only one doctor, other than the guy who prescribed it for her, who knew that Sharapova was taking mildronat or meldonium. And it wasn't her own doctor. It wasn't the doctor on her team. It wasn't the doctor she went to have surgery with. She didn't tell any of them. The only doctor she told was the, the Olympic, Olympic team doctor. Yep. Doctor. Well, listen, we all know. So we don't but have to. Jubbles match was exciting. We don't have to relitigate it. We know that we all. And I felt, but you know what? I know y'all are dragging Beth Nina, but I felt bad for her because she was carrying a baby at home and she had to carry a baby on court because <laughs> couldn't have told her. No, no, I, I Required that I've hand holding. Kudimatova was wanting to fight everybody. She was mad. But she, she got her to that final, so Benzina should be grateful. I mean, single game yeah. wasn't going to get her anywhere. Yeah. Kudimatova is going to be a rough one. She's clearly got the the love it to, to go be a brawler. Make her be a yeah, brawler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want yeah. her. We want her out there. But I know, I know, she's going to be error strewn all over the place. Look, singles ain't got no doubles alleys. Okay, so Kudimatova's going to be a messy one. But you know what? We're here for the drama and the intrigue. Fight somebody, Kudimatova. I love it. Me too. So this was so. I mean, this was not the Wimbledon final that we had imagined by any stretch of the imagination. This is well, no, I think we knew Nola was going to win, but you know, and Berrettini. We discussed this last week. I think. Yeah, we, we did. We did. Novak versus Berrettini, more or less. Oh, yeah, other than Janina, who had uh, something weird, I don't know what it was. Um, she had Christina McHale in yeah. the final. That's all. Yeah. You know, it's let's, let's, I, ain't, I ain't fucking with you. Let's get on track with a couple of things that happened. Sure. So, um, let's talk a little bit about the end to the British Hope. Um, yeah. uh, Emma, um, what did you all think um, was actually happening in that match? Um, Radakanu, did she was she injured or did she have a panic attack? What's your sense and read of that? Was was John McEnroe actually right for a change? I mean, she did that thing that that boy did in the French Open. Um, what's his name? The Italian boy. Oh, Musetti. Musetti, yes, Musetti, yes. Which is what? Which is basically just like, oh shit, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna take me up in here looking like a hot mess. Okay, like I'm gonna leave now. Okay, like a good guest knows when it's time to exit stage, right? And I'm over this match, and I'm going to, you know, exercise my youth and inexperience and get the fuck out of here. 
I, she did that. I no, I think she had a, a respiratory shock. Um, she couldn't breathe fluently and regularly, and that's why she was told not to go back out. What does that mean, though? Sounds that, like a panic she, attack. It sounds like a panic attack to me. Uh, uh, basically, a panic attack, mm -hmm. um, but not necessarily in any kind of um, hysterical way or losing control, but unable to breathe. So, and, and shortness, like acne, a bit like acne, uh, but shortness of breath. And because you have that shortness of breath, you can't exert yourself physically because it's possible you would stop breathing altogether and collapse on court. Here's she the thing that nobody wants to say. Out. She was told not to go out though, and it can happen to it happens to athletes. It's a rare thing, but they can get overwhelmed by the conditions, by emotions, by the pressure, and it manifests physically. And I believe it was a physical manifestation that stopped her continuing the match. It doesn't matter if it was. It doesn't matter if it was something mental that manifested itself physically or if she was having a physical issue if what she was having was a panic attack and that's what caused her to have to stop play that's no less than that it is what it is it's real it's serious so i don't think it's fair for anybody to say that one is more legit than the other it sucks regardless because she didn't get to finish playing and yeah. she was having a great run you know if it was anxiety Hopefully she can find a way to manage that and get it under control. If it was a true respiratory issue, hopefully she can find a way to manage that and get it under control. That's it. I mean, I, mean, I, I would say, but I, I keep my thoughts to myself, but I just want to say that I'm going to introduce the thought that if that had been another player, mm -hmm. they would not have been as kind. And yeah, sure. I, I of course want, not. No, but I want to say that, She's 18 years old. Okay. Coco, mm -hmm. Coco went out there at 15 and was expected to rally and be on her game at every single point. And carry the so sport according to Chrissy. And I'm just saying that we need to honor and recognize. I mean, let's be honest, how wonderful Coco is, but that's not that's besides the point. But I'm just saying the expectation, right? And I'm not, and I think it's wonderful that everyone really came back, and um, um, everyone really came back and was really general, generous to her because I think you should always have been that way. But mm -hmm. I just want to contrast it to how I think others would have treated another player. I don't and, disagree with you at all there, but you know, you know what I mean. And I think we, I think it's fantastic that we're doing it. I don't know. I mean, I think you're well named Quasimodo. Um, we. I, I think I think Quasimodo's hump has just burst. I mean that's so weird. We're 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 beyond. Thank you. I appreciate Novak Djokovic being the goat. Enjoy it. Make make some curry with it. Okay, thanks. Anyway, so like I just think it's just really wonderful that they the response was so supportive to her, and we should have always been that way. But all I kept thinking in my mind is that when the Williams sisters came on tour, they were just no way in hell. They were no just way in hell. Just her and. I hope we all have learned some things. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> but I right, I, I, and I have to say that I mean Pablo, when when I didn't really know much about her, you know, I just assumed you know the British people pull up a whole bunch of wild cards. You know, they got a lot of girls, um, which they hardly ever pay attention to most of the time, right? But I suspicion that it really was a panic attack, and I really think that you know that it's not. We have to be very sort of careful in this moment because. Today isn't like, because I think about Venus Williams, you know, getting to 1997 Wimbledon um, US Open finals, right? 
just mm-hmm. going out and you know this other pressure but it's kind of different today with social media right and the whole expectation that whole crowd wimbledon etc it made the moment more than it needed to be you know like sometimes i think we forget that the 17 year old and 18 year old today are not the same as it was back then right when you were martina hingis was winning majors at 14 right mm-hmm. um it's but a part of the sport now the sport isn't this way because you have to be 18 to be a full member of the tour and experience is built into is by default for the young teenagers and whatever the case may be. But I just, but you're right, Andrina, you know, just the whole way they handled it was quite so sort of odd. Like it was just like, what? Like it's okay. She had a panic attack. It's not crazy. It's, it's not unusual. Nobody, yeah. Nobody brought I mean, it up really, but what it put me in mind of is remember when Vika played Sloan? Yeah, the, I, thought about it. I thought about it. It was exactly what happened with Vika. And, and Vika got to go off court, recover and come back. Mm-hmm. Which was really unfair, and then she changed her story about why she went. She said why she went off court, but she said she's kind of panicked. And then when they said, "Well, that's no grounds for you having a medical, etc., cetera, etc.," cetera, and being off court for twelve minutes or whatever it was, she then changed her story and said, "No, no." I remember being medical. pissed off about that, though. I remember yeah. being pissed uh, that about was that was very unfair on Sloan. But I agree with you. Times have changed. Um, perhaps she was overwhelmed, but it is certainly not in the gift of John McEnroe to opine on what is going on with such certainty. I thought it was interesting that they even pushed back on it because I was like, oh, when he's coming for your precious. Exactly. But this I is mean, what you expect him to do to everyone else. So it was That's really why you pay him the money, right? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you don't pay him you don't pay him money for analysis. You pay him to sit back and call a spade a spade according to you. Yeah, and so true. when it applied to someone that you found precious that's when you had a problem with it. And to, to folks in the chat talking about, listen, Catherine on that tennis podcast, she mm-hmm. has come for Sloan. She's come for Naomi. There's a pattern to her and she should uh, exactly- uh, she, she forgot, she, she went with Karina as exactly. well. So, I, mean, I mean, that's a given though, that's a given. <laughs> but I mean, but I just, wanna, I just wanna shade it a little bit. I'm just saying like, let's shade our understanding mm-hmm. about what it is that we expect to be played because you know what's interesting to me is she was playing in front of a british crowd and they didn't think she was well enough to come out and wave and say goodbye and nobody judged her for it but we are talking about in contrast to what happened to vika and it was vika coming back out and trying to resume that match that gave her that that got people fired up because they're like you weren't really so it would have been i guess better for vika to have just quietly gone away and had somebody issue a statement for her mm. Do you know what I mean? I think the problem with what happened with Vika was how she presented it. And I think it was the words that she chose. She really, if I remember correctly, she said something like, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe. She said she got nervous. Mm -hmm. Like she made it. The same thing. It is the same thing, but you have to choose your words. No, but the difference with Emma is she got a statement vetted. I understand that. But my point is, Vika basically just said i got nervous and i freaked out and that wasn't okay it wasn't okay for her to say that for whatever yeah. reason but I don't it wasn't know okay if- for her to use that as a way to stop the match i that's that's really part of the issue though okay with vika situation is that the match got stopped she was allowed time to recover and yeah. emma apparently to, to um pablo a doctor told um emma she couldn't go back out yeah no well, Vika made the unilateral decision to be like, oh, I just need to catch my breath. First, you know, first and foremost, I think we have to be careful with those two things. 
Because again, the onus is being placed on Zika when the onus could easily have been placed on a doctor saying to her, you're right. enough to go out. The fact that they allowed a doctor to give Emma permission not to is what's shaded this whole thing because mm -hmm. it gives a sense of like protection. It gives her protection. And then we're talking about her statement which clearly someone is gonna help her write about how are you gonna explain the fact that you didn't continue? Like, I think we really, Vika was under the gun. And all I kept thinking to myself was, wow, we really treated Vika abominably in that moment. Mm -hmm. When essentially it feels like Emma did the same thing, but had the protection of the staff around her. And so I just think the grace that we've given to Emma, I wish now when I look back in hindsight, we had given that grace to many players, right? I don't, I don't disagree, but I think we have to, we have to acknowledge the fact that from if I, maybe I'm misunderstanding it because I didn't see as it happened what happened with Emma. Did she say, "I can't breathe"? I mean, leave she, it at. Hold on, no, and she, leave no, it at no. that. Did she leave it at that? Was it like I don't know what's going on with my body and I can't breathe and I have to go get it evaluated? Whereas Vika basically told us I'm panicking and I can't breathe. I need to settle down. And that's why I think it was treated so differently because she basically said in the moment, I'm having a mental moment issue and I need to calm down. Whereas we didn't get that from Emma, from her mouth in that moment. It was I think that's from Emma's side. And I think, I think that's the, the huge difference. I think that's why the fans reacted differently. That's what I think. Listen, also, I don't know. You know why? I mean, I'm going to say it. I think Emma has the right genteel femininity to allow that sense of grace. I think mm -hmm. Vika was a baller and she had that, she had that, um, she had that, um, that yell. She had those shorts on and she was playing an American. Uh -huh. I think the whole energy was very different. And I get yeah. that cult of femininity that Emma has in spades. And she, she fits people's perception of someone that you want to protect. She's a rough old bird, yes. But um, you know what I mean? And I just think that there was a little bit of shade around that. That's all. But right? I, I think also that Emma has the look, but also she was massively the underdog. Mm -hmm. And she was a Brit. And she's only 18. And it's her second tournament, on, on tour-level tournament. She'd only played, I think, in Nottingham before. And completely out of nowhere. So there's no baggage. Vika, for better or for worse, had baggage, very aggressive player, as you say, a baller. Um, easy to easy to take a punch at. Yep. But I remember yeah. watching that happen with Vika going, girl, get it together. I remember thinking that and feeling it because it felt like it felt like in the moment that she was trying to take some time because she was panicking about her situation. It needed some extra time. I remember feeling like she was trying to maybe pull a fast one. I, I remember thinking yes. that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you gave her more credit, right? But I think really what happened in the match for Emma, let me tell you something. Tomlanovich was dragging her mm -hmm. side to side at the <laughs> yeah. end of the set. She, she didn't have was, a game plan either. Yeah, and, and she was, listen, and she was breathing heavy between that. I think what happened is physical exertion. Yep. She experienced a senior level match with an opponent who was fit and ready to take advantage of the moment. Mm -hmm. I was going to treat her like she was a child. Not exactly. like if you're, Tamiyanovich never treated Emma on court as if like they were her equal. 
as yep. if she could possibly beat me. That yep. was clear in her mind. Even when she did get some break, Tomlianovich was just up in the end. Yeah, and the a lot pain. of the discussion about whether she should have continued is moot because she was a set and three love down and was being pushed from pillar to post. But, but let's be honest, though. Yeah. She's playing Tomlianovich, though. Remember, Tomlianovich can lose a match a set. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but Tomlianovich did not look that way this tournament, right? She showed up this tournament. Mm -hmm. She showed up. But it's always there, right? You're always there for the taking. Because it's so interesting because the commentators were worried about Tomlianovich. They were like, I hope she's going to handle the moment well because the crowd is going to obviously not be on her side. And they kept being surprised that she's holding it together so well because the crowd really was 100% behind her. So it was just like... I just think the dynamics was really interesting. I think it's great that Emma is allowed, Emma is allowed to be precious at 18 when others are not. Mm -hmm. I think it's wonderful that she's been giving a lot of grace. But now I have to admit that in hindsight, I see how few of her, the women on the WT were given that. And some of them weren't even women. They were children. So um, it's just like maybe moving forward, I'm going to be seeing more of that kind of grace to all the other opponents. But I suspect not. Mm. <laughs> but uh you know who knows maybe we'll see her maybe we'll see her yeah. also, i'm reminded i'm reminded that um emma has now got to go out and prove what many people think she's worth and it's yeah. re remember when mari played um oscar otte the german guy mm -hmm. otte lost i think yesterday in the hamburg qualifier two uh, straight sets six two six three something like that to somebody ranked 50 places below him i think who i'd never actually heard of and it's you know you go from the glory of being on center court or court one um in a slam to qualifying and mm -hmm. uh and i mean it's a different action. light right i mean it's yeah. true but you know what i'm going to blame arthur because i mean boo you saw that cake on that table and you let it slip <laughs> it was right there it was right there i was watching that match and i was just like boo i know this the people in this crowd is more than you've ever seen in 50 challenges combined but the cake was right there the baby you just had to take the candy out of the baby and you stumble That's he, did, boo. He, he didn't seize that schnitzel i'm telling you third round money is always better than second round money yeah. Always. Let's, so let's talk about the, the the most egregious thing to happen at Wimbledon, aside from the, the lines calling. No, um, the Federer bagel. How do y'all feel about it? What do you all think look, about Federer? What do you? I mean, I mean, I mean, look at God, <laughs> right? Berrettini just said, "Don't fuck with Federer." That's from reels. Give her about you know a bagel. Federer is going to be forty years old soon. Everything that exactly. he's doing right now is a bonus. Be happy that he's still playing because sure. you're going to miss him like crazy when he's gone. Have, he I plays have. a beautiful brand of tennis, and he's almost forty. If he gets no. bageled, he gets bageled. So the fuck what? Do we want to see him do so great? Absolutely. Can sure. he still have moments where he plays lights out tennis and will you know even handle the likes of Novak? Absolutely. But they're going to be further and further apart. Look, just enjoy the tennis. Get over uh, he, it. He was he was absent for that set. I mean, he just mentally wasn't there, and you could see it. he he knew it, and it, it he was just going through the motions, which I've never seen him like. I mean, it it was it was a new thing to see. He's not played well this Wimbledon, I don't think, and he knows why. And I feel he also has put an awful lot of pressure on himself prior to it, and that and in the press conference that he gave, 
it's worth listening to because he explains a lot about where his mind, and he doesn't say where it was, but he's asking the question, where is my mind in mm -hmm. all of this? And he just wasn't there in that fourth, in that set. It was just, just not there. Simple. Well, and that's I have okay. Survived, I have that's survived fine. Sarah Irani beating Venus Williams. That's right. We'll be all right. Well, we'll be all right. But I, I do think it's interesting. I think what I love about this phase is um is watching um is watching an a player come to the realization about where their wall is. Oh, yeah. I mean, and for me, I, you know, you know, I don't cry over Fed losses because I said, you know, mm -hmm. this is our gravy for me, right? Yep. Federer was supposed to be over since 2008, according to the newspaper, <laughs> and legitimately 2012, right? Yep. I mean, that was that because I mean, he got, I mean, I knew Federer couldn't be Federer anymore when Delpo dragged him through and he let Murray stole a gold medal from him in straight sets. I was just like, well, Federer isn't Federer anymore, right? It's going to be sort of down. And he had, and I mean, he's had to manage himself. I mean, because in 2012, right? That's when he had that horrible loss to a non-Nadal Spanish player. <laughs> Federer don't lose to non-Spanish players. Uh, Spanish players were not Nadal. Tommy Robredo. Of all the people, Tommy Robredo got a win over Federer. So, I mean, to me, it was kind of, I mean, like, I mean, to get a big... But for me, it's like a bagel from um, Hakash is better than a bagel from Nole. <laughs> so, hey... I oh my God! Pick your, I, bagels, I, pick your bagels. I said that to somebody though. I was saying, I think I made a said it to Howard. I don't know. I was like, I want us to have the kind of conversations that we're having about Federer, the way that we have that conversation about Serena, and I want to hear them talk about it. Like, it's so hard because the chase, the chase is like, you know, the chase is such a thing on people's minds. But it's like, if the player is playing this long, I'd love for us to talk about what that is. Like what the player can and can't do anymore. You know but what I mean? Yeah. Like the the person who was analyzing Federer, but even Federer's analysis of himself, he's like, I now have to think about things that used to come naturally to me, and so now the brain is like fully involved in a match in a different way. And I remember retired players saying that. So it's just so interesting to hear that. And I I would love to be able to get a little bit of that in the Serena matches, but everyone is always waiting for Serena to return to the prior version of herself. And so I just never get that kind of analysis. To me, those those are tennis fans, those are tennis fans who came from 2011. No, not, even fans, not just fans. I'm talking about even commentators. Like But you know what's interesting? But you know very interestingly as I was watching, you know, suffering through P Mac and Chris Fowler, is that they mentioned when they were showing up the graphic of the 20 um, winners, right? 2020, 19, they said in the open era, right? And they qualified what the open era actually meant, right? They qualified that. No one was talking about God knows Fred Perry or whoever who had 20 bazillion who just showed up in the final, right? No one mentioned that number. But interestingly enough, when they switched to the women's side, they said, oh, and then Nole might even be um, Chrissy, um, not Chrissy, Steffi, Serena, and Margaret Cotun has 24. And I'm like, boo, I am confused. Aren't they supposed to be in the open era? We only count these things in the open era. But somehow, and they even mentioned a lot of the good players didn't even show up in the before the open era. So then, so it's, it's rather to me, it's one of those things I think what I wish journalism would do is that they will qualify that statement about whether or not this chase is even a thing. There is no chase. She's already ahead. 
she but isn't chasing so anybody. It's not about the chase. It's just about the fact that you don't get to talk about the opponents in their stages. You know, like when a person is young, you can talk about their game and how they need to develop it. When they're in their prime, you can talk about how peak they are. You can talk about what's going on. Right. But post their prime, it's just like you just don't get that. Like you don't get that kind of like, oh, this person's not able to do this. But, but I mean, you you know what I mean? You just don't get that. Right, right. Like, I mean, that, that's an excellent point. I think Venus, I, I also remember Venus said, you know, when she got sugar and she just like, you can't tell it. The crazy thing is that an athlete body isn't doing what the body is supposed to do. And yep. that is the hardest part for the athlete, right? Yep. And I saw that with Federer, just like, because for Federer, Federer was making all the right decision. It was just horrible execution. He was yep. just like, why is this forehand not going way anywhere <laughs> close to it's supposed to be? Federer was missing like Madison Keys. It was just like, what? <laughs> I mean, it was insane. Uh, but I I, mean, no, that's unfair. Madison gets it over the net. I mean, it, <laughs> it doesn't bounce before it hits the... No, the, no. The Federer, was, the Federer was hitting some <laughs> wild shot. I mean, did you see that French Open? But I mean, but I mean, to, to your point, Andre, and I think with Serena, because people have, we are defining Serena through this chase, which yep. is Serena is an extra special asterisk, right? Because we are forgetting the fact that when this woman shows up at majors and she is fit, she mm -hmm. is playing top tennis. She's, She's the most consistent WTA player out there at the majors. She is by far not your new, she just hasn't won one. But I mean, like, is winning really the thing when you when you when you not even talk about the fact that this woman gets up every day, still at near forty, and trying to do this damn career when, in the past, you would retire at thirty. She has given herself ten extra years, and Federer has as well, and they're playing top flight tennis. That to put Serena or Federer in front of an opponent is 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 tricky. That that opponent has to play the best tennis of their goddamn life. Hokash did not look like that dude who played Federer. <laughs> When he played Berrettini, didn't look like that dude at all. No. So the matchup is different. The mentality that they bring to the court is different. And we need to talk about that. Those people, Serena and and Federer, still got the juice, even though they don't got the game. You know what I mean? To, I, to it's interesting it. because when you watch um, on the WTA side, when you watch Serena's opponents, I mean they 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 play the games of their life. Um, I, you've, I've. Her, her losses, when you look at how her opponents have played, you, you don't see them reproduce that. You know, they and they see it as a golden opportunity. She They see her as a sort of wounded animal in some way. And and they play lights out tennis. And sometimes they pull it off. I think it's interesting. Her problem mainly, I think, is physical. Um, but at the Australian Open this year, she was... It seemed to be reasonably fit, and she played some absolutely fabulous tennis, especially in the. Uh, she got better, and especially in the quarterfinal, I think against Sabalenka. I mean, she reached balls that no one expected her to reach, and very high quality game. Could serve herself out of trouble when she was love 40, 15, 40 down. Um, but I just feel that injuries are now. No, but the other player was better, though. I mean, I mean, on hard court. Osaka is really, you know, yeah, she's, pretty good. Probably, yeah. she's pretty good. I mean, yeah, Serena, Serena was all pleased. But, but you know what? I, what? What I wish for Serena is to face a dodgy player in the final, like a Kaplis who's just game is off or a body. Serena's like our oh, Maria Sharapova, you know? Get yeah. one of those, get, get either your diehard pigeon across the net from you. I mean, the thing that the US Open did foul in 2018 is that they put Maria first in the first round. You should have tried to do a, give her Murray draw. 
give Sharapova and Murray Wimbledon draw. You know, ease her on up in there. And I mean, no, Martha would have found a way to get to the final if she can get to the second week. And that would have been... Nobody, nobody wants a Serena-Martha final nowadays. That's I mean, look, <laughs> if, if y'all are all out here talking about you want 24, which doesn't need to happen at all in my mind, uh, by, by the true facts of the matter, get her a fact of, you know, get her Maria in the final, get her get her Venus in the final, okay? At the very... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wish that for us. But you know what? Let's talk about the thing that um, yep. everybody's been promising but happened. The rise of the Canadians, no? Who saw that coming? I mean, which Canadian are we talking about? Both of them. They got to the second week of Wimbledon. I mean, well, yes. I mean, we're, I mean, we're, we're only talking the ATP side here. So. Yeah. I mean, that's true because Bianca just retired herself all the time. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's cute. You know what I mean? I don't particularly feel any sort of, uh, um, you know, I don't know, affinity to these players. They're cool. They're gentlemanly. I, I guess I like, I don't necessarily like their game. They can be fun sometime. I mean, I'm just trying to figure out why Chapo has a lesbian cut. I'm just trying to figure that out. But I, mean, <laughs> but I mean, look, I mean, it's all, but, but you know what? I have to say, at the very least, you know, they're less robotic, yeah. though Felix, to a certain extent, than Rarenage, right? Yeah. And let's see if they can probably let's see because I mean at this point they should be inheriting the ATP right because okay, I mean yeah. the, the old nice. men are going out I mean at the very least they can get their Berrettini their their um Sissi pass moment right they could be in the final at the um, very least I whether agree. they can win a major it might be another question yeah um, I, I agree with Tony I I think Chapeau's hair was better um. It's a big improvement, as was his kit. Normally, they put him in something that's five sizes too big. Um, <laughs> and his shorts are falling down, or the shirt is kind of billowing in the wind. But he was in a decent kit this time, and he looked okay. And um, he's improving. Yep. Th that is true. I wouldn't deny that fact. But, I mean, I mean, I like but is he improving to the level that we think can be consistently contending at majors and not just at the majors because let's be honest here these boys do not know how to play a five set match <laughs> i know well you know they what? don't know how they to play a five set back. match they need to perfect that in the masters they got to go back to the masters finals. yeah I, I agree i would even do that with the um do you remember when the virginia slims used to play best of five sets for the women yeah. i think they yeah. should i think the men i think the, if the kids are going to have to show up in these slam mm -hmm. finals they need to they need to be training on best of five and best way for you to do that is to reintroduce it in the final yep. like somehow or another they got exactly they should they, they shouldn't be like a four times a year kind of situation you know like, what i mean they can't, they can't manage themselves enough. they cannot manage themselves because let me tell you something the veterans are figuring out a way of being here i mean like look i mean one of you can't trip up no lane the button locker room or something i mean come on now but, it, but it's very difficult because, I mean, the veteran, because the honest part, the, the crazy part about it is that had it been Nole, had it been Federer or um, Rafa in the final, I don't even think Barrettini would have won, just the same. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he would have won. I mean, you might have gotten a flashier match. Right. We would have probably got a flashier match. Exactly. You know, he may have had a match point just to keep things <laughs> interesting. But you know, then we could have said it's really nerves, right? But we can't say nerves when you didn't re when you're you know, when you're struggling to hold your serve, right? When you're kind of dicey on that. over the net. I mean, so I guess for me, for the Canadians, I'm just curious to see if they follow it up at the U.S. Open. Do they yeah. get 
do they back themselves to at least get the second week? Do they go to the Olympics? Yeah, as well. I didn't listen, y'all. Every single day, I get up waiting to get an announcement that the Olympics are canceled. No. Um, it's in ten days, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Well, uh, that's not realistic. So no, it's, it's going to be horrible, but I think they just look. Uh, look. Here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. We're going to be out here cheering for humanity, bringing people together. The Olympics does that while the ambulance are outside trying to save the people. Yeah. Well, I, I, mean, saw, like, uh, I saw that the some a couple um, Japanese citizens are trying to sue to prevent the Olympics. I don't think that's going to work. But you know what? Honestly, they can't cancel, right? Because then they'd owe the IOC money, no? No, but the thing about they can't cancel because I think of the insurance. Pay, yeah. IOC, but I, the thing I, about I, it, I don't know how cancel. any... I don't know how many... Because they there will be a yeah, there'll be a force majeure clause in every single contract, and if they 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 could cancel now because they've declared a state of emergency. Exactly, that, that's more than enough. Uh, for I, I, I cannot believe any court is gonna in this world is going to tell them that they have to pay the no. I, because the IOC got them. IOC didn't give them any money. That's the crazy thing, and the, and I don't understand how the IOC is saying, you know, like oh. We, I'm confident the game can go forward, but guess what? We ain't gonna go there right now, okay? There's a state of emergency there. We're not gonna visit the site. There's a state of emergency there. This and Olympics the thing about it's not just—it's not just COVID. Make, I'm sorry. This Olympics won't be making any money anyway. Um, right. So, um, what they've invested so far—I mean, they—they—I they, just think it's typical in in Japan culture. Things take decades to change, and they don't like changing their mind or changing. Their but people are dying. I know, but it's 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 strong. It's they will they will persevere. But but but, but I don't know. But, but to me, to this isn't also. even just a Japan situation. I am surprised that the world hasn't called for this thing to be cancelled and, and said yes, exactly. I agree. In fact, I think the IOC is pushing and pushing and pushing to have it. NBC, uh, you mean? Yeah. Uh, maybe NBC as well, yeah. Um, but I, I, yeah, I mean, it is, it is. I don't, I don't understand how I can be just going through. I mean, the vaccination rate is, is, is relatively low around the world, and I don't think Americans understand that. And it's not low because of vaccine hesitancy, it's, it's, hesitancy. it's, it's vaccine unavailability. Yeah, it's low in Japan, they've screwed up their vaccine rollout program because they didn't have vaccines though. But, but they, they messed up how they were rolling it out as well, and they Should let be, areas get out of control. And yeah, I mean, it is a mess. But we'll I mean, see I, it goes ahead. I mean, I think the uh, does Olympic gold in tennis mean anything? It does if you're going for the golden slam. I mean, look, 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 it is the resume builder, okay? Yeah. Yeah. It just adds to your resume because I mean. Steffi Graf is, we're not all here talking about Steffi Graf Olympic glory, unless you're a German. And I'm sure they're not hyping that up over the 21, 22 majors that she has. You know what I mean? Like, so I think, I mean, it, it, it means something to Russians. Yeah. Because it, it's, had, it's had winners in the past who just have not, you know, they've been outlier. like, it's yes. But yeah. it, only, it only matters when the person who you think should get it, get it. So like, it generally is an outlier. Mm -hmm. Unless you're ticking boxes for the big three, and then it matters. And then yeah, on the women's women side, it matters if you are actually it rarely matters on the women's side in terms of like resume building. It just it's more just like a wonderful prize for the women who the woman that wins it, right? Because it's 
it's kind of usually an out an outlier. And so you're like, fantastic. I mean, who's the lovely young lady who wanted and is not returning, right? Monica Puig. Yeah. So I mean, look. Returning. I think. She's I mean, it, it it adds something. Do do we all know the fact that Justin Enalden has a gold medal? No, it's just not. I mean, it's always. Been it really doesn't mean anything for tennis. It doesn't mean, and and some sports work differently. For track and field, winning the Olympic gold is really it's important. Right? But also, winning the world championship means that you are something in the sport as well. Yeah, you know what I mean. Gymnastics is it's it's the other way around. If you're dominating on the Olympic and the world championship, like Simone, which is unusual, and Uchimura from Japan, it adds to your resume because you have the Olympic gold medal. Some sports it worked that way, but tennis is happening too often all over the place. Yeah, and the gold standard has helped. Yeah. And I mean, the Wimbledon Championship is as old as the Olympics, isn't it? It's about the same time. So yeah, we just have more cachet to other things, I think, in the sport. So, I mean, I think this year it will matter if Novak wins it or loses yes, it. Yes, yes, because, he, because he's adding to his resume. Well, right. also, it will be part of the Golden Slam because right, yeah. exactly. It's it adding to that plus, plus the calendar four. Um, he's gonna go though. I know he's gonna go. Kit said that, because there's no Delpo, so I mean, he's <laughs> going to win. <laughs> you know what though? But I actually think it's actually. I mean, I think it's a. I think it's enough of an unusual situation that I think that anyone who wants to go probably has a shot. Yes. No, 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 no. I don't think so. I mean, there is a, a cutoff ranking rule. Um, that guy. No, no, um, I know. I mean, whoever is there. He's entitled to go. Yeah. Yeah. Once you're there, I think anyone is in with a shot. Yeah. Days playing on. I mean, it's hard court, but the transition is not that hard. Um, and actually, tennis players have been used to playing in empty stadiums, particularly exactly. those who are challengers. So, I mean, it yeah. should be interesting. It should still be fairly time. competitive. I mean. And there's no crowd to contend with. Listen, except yourself out there. So I mean, I don't, I don't see. You know, I think it, I think it's not a bad idea. Like, I, if I'm Novak Djokovic, I don't risk it. I don't think the Olympics adds much to you. I think you, you knocking down the U.S. Have Open you met this dude? Great. Have you I met think, this dude? I, I, mean, I, I have, I have heard of him, and I know the the representing your country is a big deal. But honestly. Tennis at the Olympics this year, it just doesn't mean as much as the U.S. Open will. So, He's going to go for the – because he will not have this opportunity again. Because yeah, here is the true. thing. Yeah, Everything lined up, right? His, he has always been fought. He's guaranteed – I mean, like he has, what, six Wimbledon? I mean, yeah, Australian yeah. Open, he has 20 he, Brazilian. He wants this. He wants this the French well Open has always been the issue, right? And he conquered Nadal, and he conquered the dude in the finals. He didn't have Federer to contend with, who could probably give him some mental – you know what I mean? Yips, whatever the case may be. This is the he will take this opportunity. Only them canceling the event would stop him, because everyone is saying. I mean, because this is it, right? This is the same moment that Serena was in, and this is the part that is hard for most people, right? Martina Hingis couldn't do this. You know what I mean? It's a very difficult thing to conquer the three first slams, and plus in an Olympic year. I mean, this is not even an Olympic year. This is a special off-brand year, right? Because that was supposed to have been last year. I but mean, then still, it'd be peak. It'd also be real peak. I, I mean, mean look, no. I, I don't think it's worth it, but you know what? You're what? right. It's not worth it, but this is Nolan, and he's always about risking. And, and he's also, take it's this just like, I mean, who takes the chance on going to a country, possibly getting COVID? I just, I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, it's, it's look, I mean, go, look, go, a, a lot of people. I don't know he, if Federer is going to, I feel like Federer has to do it because I feel like there must be some, 
there must be some sponsorship element. A lot of people are willing to take this risk because guess what? You know who you're not hearing saying this game should be canceled? Athletes. Athletes are not dependent. At least are not demanding, but at least are not demanding their federation move the individual yeah. tournament to different no, places. Not, not publicly. They must I, be doing a lot of them. A lot of them are very concerned. They should be. They, but being concerned is different from advocating and and and, and pressuring. But, but you don't know that, real. That's all. That's what he's saying. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But the thing about it also is, you get COVID. You mess up your chances at work. But he had I'm COVID already, though, and I know he got the vaccine. About, I'm not talking about Djokovic. You can get COVID twice, you know. I know that, but he's. I mean, no, does Nola listen to the science? I mean, <laughs> well, I don't know if Nola took his vaccine. Did he get a vaccine? I don't think Federer should go because I mean, like, considering his age, likely of him winning, he got a gold already, and secondly, like, you're gonna be excluded from your family again, and you've been away from them for too long. So, I mean, I'm interested in seeing which of the which of the which of the um tennis players actually show up. To be honest, mm. Patrick, I disagree. The Olympics will not be fine. Japan is in a state of emergency twice over. <laughs> Just so that we're aware of that, really? there was already currently there was a state of emergency in Japan that was set to expire on the 20th of July. They've they issued that again, yeah. so it's not fine. And it's I thought it was no spectators at any sport. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah. You're saying that they're going to do it at a baseball game? Let me know. Well, I mean, it is outside, I guess. It yeah. is outside, yes. And it's returning yeah. to the Olympics. I think that might be the reason why. And it's, do we and know, it's very do much. We know, do we know what the surface is for the tennis at the Olympics? Hard court. Hard. It's hard court, but hard court outside. Hard court outside. Yeah, yeah. Hard court outside. So not so it's rep- I mean, it's basically training ground for the North American summer, which, by the way, I'm so excited about. And um, because oh, Rafa is coming to DC, or so they say. Yeah, and I know all the New York games bought up the ticket. The games of New York bought up the ticket. They've found some money, it seems, to to meet his to meet his. I wonder if that is the case. I know our Rafa has decided he is going for the U.S. Open. Of course, Rafa's going for the U.S. Open, and he needs the preparation. He needs it. Let me tell you something. Rafa already ticked the box that Nola was going to win. Are um, Wimbledon. The chase is on for the U.S. Open. Let me tell you something. I am ready for that party. I mm. think it's going to be a ruckus because the U.S. Open is going to be 100% capacity, whether it should or shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And shouldn't. everyone <laughs> likes themselves on the hard. And so I I want these motherfuckers to battle. I want you all to come hard and fast and make this the best slam of the year. I want to see that. That is my dream. <laughs> so I think Rafa took some time, which is smart of him, mm-hmm. and I think he likes his chances against Novak better on hard than anywhere else. I mean, granted, he hasn't beat him since 2013, I but mean, hey. he has though. <laughs> Hope springs eternal, no, um, Rafa. Hope springs eternal. <laughs> listen, Novak is, you know, Rafa's like, listen, maybe you have a bad night. Get a little, you know. I mean, out. you could hit another ball person again because he was just like, "Fuck, I could have been there last year. I missed my shot. I could have, I, I could have doubled up. I mean, look at those two clowns in the finals. I could have handled them in straight sets and been on the transatlantic to Paris in no time." Like, <laughs> we, we usually talk about kits, but I don't know where any of the kits. Kudermetova was it for the ladies? Kudermetova was it. No one else compared anywhere close to it. I, I think mean, they were quite bland this year. I yeah, mean, so I know Body had a nice model who show up for Kit, but what showed up on court is still a usual affair, okay? Um, but you know what? It, but interestingly enough, Phila didn't do 
but you see, Carolina is very long and lean and, you know, model-esque, you know, typical model-esque. So it fit better, but, you know, Fila never gets anything right. But Kodimatova for the ladies was hands down. I mean, Armani does their players right. I mean. It was an, it was an Armani kit? Yep. And Paulie Armani, yeah. Yeah. She's, she's one of the names they have under, um, like, so, Fonini and a few others. I mean, so they got, so that means they have real designers. Real designers who understand players' bodies, human body anatomy. Well, I don't know who Nike and Adidas got going there, but I was happy that Chains put sleeves back on his shirt. Oh, thank um, God. Well, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was. So oh. we need to give him honorable mention for that, at the very least. He stopped looking like a hanger. So I was happy to see that, you know. Um, I don't remember any of the other kids. They were all See? kind of no, they were not memorable. Yeah. That that's it. I mean, someone said I oh, mean I like Coco's skirt. Coco is one of the few ladies that they dress consistently well. So it's sometimes right. stays in the background. That's, uh, that's new balance, yeah. Yes, new balance. Yeah. And New Balance is really oh here trying because they got some very glam athletes. They got that girl who does the hurdles, Cindy McLaughlin. They all here really trying to step their game up. I still won't put this shoe on my feet. But you know what? Hey, New Balance, all for you That's for being yeah, they, 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 They're good shoes. I don't care. I don't care. Well, not you, you, know, you know what I noticed that they allowed this year, and I can't remember if they've allowed it in recent years. You know the black uh, ankle supports, but they're quite big. Yeah, uh, Berrettini was wearing them today. Other players were wearing them. I mean, um, look, it's Berrettini. They had to make a special exception. But no, I mean, in prior rounds, they they there were players wearing them. Uh, and they were black, and they allowed them. And normally they say that these have because you can't get white ones. Really, but, um, uh, it was interesting that they because it looked like black socks at first, but it, it, yeah, it I thought it was socks at first too. Yeah, but hey, um, who else I thought looked? Um, I mean, oh, a friend of mine was watching, and he said, I mean, he said, I know it's I know it's white at Wimbledon, but goddamn Venus. That was one bland and basic kit. Like Venus looked like it. Venus looked like I'd be like, oh, I liked uh, Roger's kit. I liked the little, yeah, I of, of green and, and red. Yeah, and um, the, um, the the checkered um, white pattern I think was also there. I think yes. Sloan also looked nice. She had that sheer yeah area. Ooh. Sloan, she had a sheer yeah. sheer midriff area that helped. I think the kit. I just didn't remember. I mean, aside from Serena wearing like a wedding gown, I don't remember anyone. Uh, <laughs> like, that's my yeah. attention. Which is Good, looked really well. She looked really <laughs> nice. I mean, I was really, I enjoyed her kit. You know, I know. That's the job. But listen, this is the job of a tennis player is to get me to notice your outfit. Come on. Exactly. I mean, like, if we don't notice it, you didn't do it right. You didn't do it right. I mean, look, Fanini used to be wearing this crazy shit. Like, you know what I mean? And that's what fashion is, right? Fashion yeah. is fashion is supposed to come off of the wall. You're not supposed to be blending into the wall. So, <laughs> I mean, but I think Wimbledon should go back and let them have a little bit more color. Yeah. To be a little bit like more. Like in the old days when they used yeah. to have much more. I mean, color. but you know, Serena took it to, I was saying Serena took it to a whole other level when she was wearing those purple shorts. <laughs> but I mean, if you go back, a lot of them were really egregious. I think the members were just like, uh-uh, they're doing too yeah, much. Yeah. I saw your question in the chat. I did see Ask Trophy's picture. Um, so I was getting Safari cheek. Yeah, I need a color boo. I need a color girl. I need a color. It was okay. It was, I mean, it was tacky. And I think, you know, we should never do tacky. 
but yeah. I mean, it was good. As, it was as good as it was gonna get. And I, 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 I thought that she was doing safari. So yes, a tour guide does sort of read okay. Um, like, I mean, <laughs> but she does look well in pants, way better than she does in skirts. She so. should totally do pants. She, she should, should totally, totally do pants and cord. Yes, I think that would be. Quite that fun. was that was the thing that struck me. I needed more color in the trophy picture. Yep. Her hair was done nice. She had a nice business bun, yep. and but yeah, the color was mm, girl like you just mm, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I didn't really feel it. We need but, we needed a pop something. Tell me something. You know, give me a story something. But I'm and, so proud they won't have a woman ball. Not that we could ever see it, so it's not. I worth mean, it. I exactly. Mean, I usually like the pictures after, but I'm not going to enjoy anyone who's going to be there. So I mean, it's okay. True that. I mean, like no, it never looks right in a tux. I don't know what it is. Um, I mean, a tux requires at least a little bit of body fat. Um, Nadal, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Nadal does have four U.S. Open titles. <laughs> no, I, I think I, I, I agree with Richard Marks. I think Rafa backs himself better at at the U.S. Open than Wimbledon. Yeah, I mean, Far he saved his body. He saved his body for that. So yeah. it's going to be really interesting. Someone's I mean, going to be taken off the court. You have to do because you know, Noli's favorite place is, is um, Australia, right? And we may even get the Australian Open. To be I mean, and he and Wimbledon. Yeah. Nole will not rest until he gets nine Wimbledon trophies. That's fine. I mean, who cares? But I mean, but I do think that the Australian Open, like, listen, I think you want them all. Now, if you really want to cause a ruckus, we want a whole outlier to win the US Open. <laughs> I mean, I, I want the Australian Open to go back to the days when Thomas Johansson could win that show. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> when we had finalists like Marcus Baghdadi, I mean, well, I mean, that, and then you could do like a Canadian win. So what we want I to mean, do is we want you all to be trapped at four, so that the commentators keep talking about twenty forever. I mean, yeah. So I want, I want these three guys never to win another major, but I don't want the U.S. Open finals like we got last year. None of that, please. None of that. I too want many, it. Too long. No, too long. It'll, and it'll, it'll be, it'll be Medvedev. I mean, look, look. You know what I want to see? I want to see Medvedev and Kyrgios for a major final. That will be a hot mess. You know what? Okay, crazy let me ask you, Let me ask you this though. Did you think Kyrgios looked at Berrettini and had a moment of like, I wish I could do that. I could be in a final. Do you think that or not? I mean, he was with the girlfriend, so he not really know he can do that. Just saying. I mean, just saying. <laughs> But Look, to your point, to your point, I mean, but you know, I mean, we had an interesting conversation last time around when we talk about fitness, which is really important, but also that people that I think he mentioned it as well, that you can't necessarily measure yourself against because these three guys are they're crazy. I mean, this yeah, is don't like, measure yourself against the big three, but measure yourself against who's getting exactly to you should have been getting to a final if you're thinking about Stefano. Yeah, I mean, like an Agassi career could be cute for you. An Agassi <laughs> career. I mean, look, John McEnroe even got all that. He's up here talking, Nick. So I'm just saying. Yeah. Look, it, it, Patrick uh, McEnroe I, got one French Open double. He has everything. He has everything. So I think fitness. it's he has yeah. everything except fitness and commitment. And if he wanted to contend for Slam titles, then he has to do the work. Like I want him to. I, I want him to get a good coach. I want him to get a good person in his box. Well, I think he no, needs someone uh, in his well, box. Maybe, maybe, maybe better than that, that his attitude shifts. So, I mean, yes, but you need someone in your box on this. And he's sure, 28. Better, better that it comes from within first, and then you look for the tools you need to make it happen, so rather me, than relying on other people to try and drag it out of you. I, I, he has everything. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't think he needs anyone in his box. I think he needs to be committed. But let me just ask you all. This was this was kind of the first real tournament, mm -hmm. right? Was Wimbledon the first sort of post-COVID real tournament? Girl, happened? look, my friend was just like, I don't know what they're talking about half capacity because center code always looked like that was full. That was full. <laughs> full when it needed to be. No math, no nothing. It was full from the quarters on, right? Yeah. I mean, how did you all feel? Like, I mean, I didn't think we'd see that, to be honest. I'll be honest. I didn't really think it was going to get there. And I mean, I guess we'll evaluate how it all went out there. Well, when we look at the health numbers. Yeah, there's yeah. a reason. It's part of a a government experiment. I, I sound like a, a conspiracy <laughs> theorist, but no. Um, some of the events, like the football and tennis, are part of government experiments to see what happens when doubly vaccinated people turn up in, in crowds for outside sports. So okay. there are other sports that, that couldn't do this that might be happening now. But the football and the tennis have been allowed to do it, just coincidentally. Um, it was much more like the old tournament. It wasn't quite like the old tournament, but they're getting there. And I think they did a, they always do a great job because they run it like a military operation anyway. Uh, they're fairly ruthless in, in, in how they marshal people around and everything. And I... I thought it was good that we had good crowd, decent crowds. And I hope as a COVID experiment, mass COVID experiment, it went well. I hope there's very few people who... who Get sick? Yeah. How are they going to do that? You think they're going to track it? That, yeah, they track everybody. I'm told they're supposed to be tracking everybody, yes. That's interesting. I mean, I hope it'll, it'll yield information for, I guess, the Aussies, no? Because I mm -hmm. heard the Australians might be thinking of not even having the Australian Open. Yeah, I know. I know because it's a they... long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a long time to go, sorry. Um, but strange the thing is, the, the problem they're having is that they that the authorities will insist on a minimum two week quarantine before the tournament. Ah, yeah. yeah. And if you play tournaments up to the tournament, then you can't do that. So if you're playing in Brisbane, that that's the week before. There's only a week, I think, gap between Brisbane and, and if you're playing the ATP Cup or whatever it is, I think that's that's only a week's gap. But um, they maybe they oh, move the date or something. But but it's, I think, that Craig was saying is something like he's he's concerned that athletes will not stomach uh, a two week uh, quarantine, full two weeks. Richard mentioned this in the chat, and you're right. I, I remember seeing that the Duchess had to stay home because she tested somebody she somebody tested positive. So who was that? I thought she had to isolate because she was in a, she was in proximity of somebody who tested somebody. positive for COVID. Yeah. So and and then she'll have done her isolation. She'll have been tested, and then they'll have wheeled her out back to Wimbledon when she was negative. Well, it was interesting because it seemed like she came back to back. Exactly, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't miss I didn't her. Any I wanted to miss her because I didn't think they were necessary. They look at that. This is his last year, right? Because the Duke can't, Lord. I yeah, mean, yeah, he's Nosferatu. Oh really, my God, on his last legs. Um, I think she had to isolate for five days, which she probably did. Oh, okay. Um, but because I mean, I, provided she didn't test um positive, um. Uh, and uh, but didn't she look as thin as a rake? I mean, yes. she was really, 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 really I mean, I think the one thing that I think has shifted a little bit is I mean, do you think the um, do you think the Q comes back? I mean, I think clearly you could, you could do this, you could do this online, tickets, yes, 
Well, I mean, this is the thing I, I thought, like, I find people who are home watching tennis get really crazy about the crowds, Wimbledon crowds, people, hello, this is tennis. We don't even have to look at soccer. Have you been to the French Open? Have you been to the U.S. Open? People never shut up at the U.S. Open. I have been well, to the I U.S. Mean, Open where they're literally calling the wrong player's name at the play. But they're different. I think the crowd. The, I mean, the, the vibe, but hey. The queuing, the queuing sets you up for a certain type of crowd at Wimbledon. That's very different. Everywhere else, you can buy your ticket, but that queuing sets you up for fanatics in the crowd. That I, I, interesting fanatics. you say that because I thought throughout the tournament when there were crowds, they were all a bit rough. Yep. Um, and they were much noisier and more. Yeah, uh, it's, it's more casual. Yes, and I thought different group. Different, different kind of set of people who got tickets this time because they, they didn't have, they didn't want to sit out for six hours queuing up and get or getting the returns halfway through the afternoon. Um, so you didn't get so many of the fanatics. No, um, and it changed the quality of the turn. I think it. it changed I, the I agree. Yes. There. Like yeah, there was yeah. like you didn't get as many of the like the fan, the pictures, the el the elements of people who were like in love with these guys and like lined up the night before for the various folks. So you did end up with more of a U.S. Open-like crowd, Reels, which is like, it's just the thing to do. And people are chatting between points, which is also seems to be RG. <laughs> right. And I mean, look, but at least nothing's falling on anyone, okay? That's RG. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just saying, look, the players aren't necessarily complaining. I mean, I mean, well, Maria had to tell players, the, the corporate boxes to shut up. So, I mean, it's just what it is. I mean, to me, it's just like, the fans are there to at least play. Um, they're there to play, and the fans are there. The players enjoy them for the most part. So just, I, I don't understand that thing. I mean, Wimbledon is not that precious and serious to me. It's but that's just me. Though. It's just. It's, it's fine. It's, it's, we, we we're struggling to get people to watch tennis nothing, anyway. There's nothing wrong with it, Rails. It's just there's a different. There was a different crowd this year, and it's different yes. because yeah, the queue is missing and. Those are faithful. Those are for the better. For the better. That's the better. fine for you because you think it is. But also technology sake for the people. But for mm. the queuing people, it does bring. That's the only way they can sort of guarantee themselves a ticket. Is if you line up, you know you're going to get a ticket. Yep. You go online, you don't know. It's hit or miss. Well, well, I think they didn't. I, I think the interesting thing didn't they like bar people from going back multiple times or something like that? I think they so, limited how many you could buy. Right. So I think in 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 the years to come, if they continue this system, which I hope, and there is an extra day to play, I think it would even out. It would get better. You know what I mean? And people would get access. Well, to I mean, it's also more. just different in terms of like the club, because I think I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how. How that changes when when the rest of the world can also get online and buy tickets because remember they blocked non oh geo blocked yeah yes yes yeah yes. geo blocked it so it'll be this is a this is definitely an experiment like i don't know what the demand for women tickets will be Ooh, like it's gonna be like um what's that thing called oh my god it's an opera Bayreuth festival where <laughs> each country gets a certain number of tickets uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's an opera festival for, for Wagner opera. I mean, but you have to be a certain kind of crowd to be trying to sit on hard chairs for that kind of like or something. Yeah, exactly. So, well, you know what? Then props to Wimbledon. I think you know they put on a great tournament. Um, the slipping and the sliding, notwithstanding, the line called folks, the umpires Ooh. who were severely challenged, but I guess he's looking at the player and saying she shouted. <laughs> Hey, black girl. Like, 
<laughs> yeah, I think at the US Open we're going to have electronic line calling. Yes. Yeah. For all which, the I agree, which I support. I think it's supposed to be all the courts. I think they said they yep. were I that. wish they would yeah. have instant replay, though, that they can go back and actually have, not just rely on memory for the umpire no, no, to say, no, no, well, I do. think this is how no, I no, remember no, no. it. They will have inst you, instant replay. You mean in terms of um, the line? Like, for example, for, for example, you had a situation um, with Vesnina, interestingly enough. She had double faulted before she had hit the ball. Her foot was across the other half of the yeah. thing. And the and the lines person called football, and then she was all acting like I don't know, and then they gave her a first serve, and it was very clear as this: she had double faulted. She was she foot faulted. I mean, yeah. So I, I mean, so we, we have a need. If the electronic line calling can only call a certain part of tennis. The no, hindrance I, I, yeah, but, but, a double bounce. Actually, that's for that. That's a good point, which has always really irritated me. There is only one line call you can't challenge in tennis, and that's the foot fault call. And the umpire will never, ever overrule a foot fault call. Well, well they did overrule this one. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, except though. in this case here. But if you have electronic line calling, you can it, it will call it automatically, and th there's no doubt. But we, you've never, you, could, you, you cannot challenge, uh, except the experiment they tried, I think, in the ATP Cup, where they they had a, a camera on the service line and you could, mm -hmm. you could ask for a replay to see it if you were called with a foot fault but normally it's it's a line judge calling and it is never question you can't you can't challenge it because there isn't a well, we, we, we know that well, but you know, i mean there was a call in the men's doubles match that i think we were folks was like we should be able to replay when the person reached over the net ah uh, yeah yeah they should have a yeah 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 I think it was the um the Croatian team. They ended up no, it was the, no, no, it was the Spanish team. It was the Spaniards. Um, I mean, they ended up winning that set, which I felt was sort of like okay. Well, no, it was a tie break, so I was like so close, and I was like, dear lord. Yeah, and and I mean, and that was the thing too. It was a crucial point when the umpire yeah. said that it was a um net hindrance. Yeah, and she was. I I think we need to. Which I've never. We at I've home can see this. Ever you know? I haven't seen that called in forever. I think the last time might have been like the North American hardcore doing with like a double match or something. No, weird. it was Kirilenko. Kirilenko had a <laughs> weird. Kirilenko, I think, had double tap when Maria was about to hit the other Maria. Uh, triple tap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, we we have the technology to fix these sort of things, and I think it's a it's silly that we at home can see it. The people in the stands can see it because they've literally barred them from replaying shots in code unless it's like a highlight something you know and it's like I, we can I, all see this we should be able to challenge this because but, but, but electronic line calling will deal with that so you don't have to see the replay because the replay will show you what the call is and there's no question i think where there is an issue is if there is a fault called on a serve let's say and it turns out to be um in and then the, the question arises did the receiver have a play on the ball right and that is, and umpires regularly get that wrong. So yeah, again, we're going to match it up. We're going to do a little bit of like electronic stuff, and we still need the umpires there, barely. Um, by no, the we way, need, we need the umpire there, but we also need we need we also need to utilize the cameras that are already there. Oh, well, by the <laughs> way, well, then congratulations on finally deciding that women can umpire men's matches. I guess. Oh my God, I don't want to um, get into that. Congrats on that. Um, Actually, I thought I thought Chichak did well today. 
I mean, who, I mean, they always do. Generally. That's the job, though. I, I mean, mean they don't generally doesn't... do whatever gender they are. They generally do fine. I mean, except for a few occasional like loud missed calls. But for the most part, I don't even notice umpires being there. Um, they're they're good enough to keep it going. But I yeah, think... and it's the same game they're calling. They're not calling a different sport. There isn't rules yeah. that are different. It's not like men's and women's gymnastics. It's not it's not that remotely different. So I, I noticed I watched a lot of tennis this this time round and I did notice a lot of overrules from the chair. Yeah. Yeah, and they were not often accurate. Nope. Well, I mean, actually to be honest, it's a little bit somebody was saying that too. They were like, Oh, it doesn't look like this person was paying attention to the point. And I was like, Well, it was a little bit chaotic in some of these in some of these matches. But And umpires should have the ability to challenge. That they should have the ability to that you don't to need the player. <laughs> yes, exactly. That they can, can because, help here. They should call for quiet. Like, yeah, I feel like the because players are looking at the umpires for help, yeah. and the umpire was just like, I don't know. I mean, what do you mean you don't know? What were you watching? Like, I mean, like, maybe maybe something caught my attention. The umpire should have that discretion. Yeah. So that the um, ability to challenge something. Yeah, but anyway, but it was lovely. You know, I wasn't listen. Nobody won that I cared enough about to mm-hmm. be overjoyed. But we watch tennis, regardless of who wins or loses. And I think it was a pretty decent tournament overall. I didn't hate it. Um, no one got, I mean, yep. they survived on the slip. And I think there, there are no lawsuits so yep. far for Wimbledon. And that's always, I mean, Petra got one against the French. Um, so, I mean, hey, you did well. You they did, did well. Wonderful. I mean, you know, I was well, I welcomed having it back. I really love the timing. I had, like, if it was a later match. Still had some time in the, on the West Coast to watch it. So, well done to Wimbledon. Um, congratulations on your historic finals. Um, I mean, that's about as much as we can say about them. Ash, Ashley, um, Ash Barty, fantastic for her. Not my favorite player. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't, wouldn't pay to see her necessarily, but I think that she honors this game well, does really well, has wonderful fans. So, congrats to Aussie folks. Um, I was getting um, I was getting a little bit like alerted to all of the um, the kind of um, historical significance of her win and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it didn't happen yesterday, but clearly the Aussies were asleep. <laughs> they yes. Timeline later. <laughs> um, she's obviously a symbolic. She's very much clearly someone that's like a symbolic win for also also for her people. So. Congrats on that. I mean, I never want to take any shine away from people who are getting something wonderful out of a winner. So congrats to both champs. Um, Nole fans, um, I guess, congrats on being declared the GOAT. Is that helpful? Does that work for you? But how they see it is that congrats to winning another major that Federer didn't win. So (laughs) that's that's how we can be. That's how we have to go. And I mean, like, for whatever nonsense, you know, we can be already talking about. I I always think GOAT debates are always silly. Uh, When Federer had 14 or whatever the case may be, it's always silly people. There's never any accurate metric to say that they're all, to put all of them on equal footing. I've I've never really thought about him as the GOAT. So So, I just don't think about anyone as a GOAT. I mean, if if it's going to be a GOAT, it's going to be Muhammad Ali for me. But that's just me. Um, but uh, I mean, you know. for me, it's 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 curry. The only goat is curry goat. Okay, <laughs> go that's, that's it. it. <laughs> that's that's the it. Only goat I that's, too is to get the That's goat. it. It's the only goat I know. <laughs> so but, you know, enjoy them. You know, enjoy this feeling of achievement. I'm sure Novak Djokovic, when he came on court on tour, didn't imagine this for himself. So 
I hope it gives him some comfort. You know, you've got 20 slams. You're probably going to end up with 25. Enjoy all of it. I mean, um, I don't know. I mean, like, we keep, I mean, I'm just hoping that, I mean, I honestly don't want these people to win another major ever again. I mean, I mean honestly. Listen, I don't think that's, listen, that sounds like a fantasy. So, no, it um, is. It is. Because the thing about it, it's not going to change anything about these people at this point. You know what I mean? No, no, like, it's not going to add, it's not going to say that Nole is any better of a tennis player than he actually is at this point. Well, I think what is important is that he's better than anyone who we've ever talked about under. Oh, okay, he's better than Federer. Yeah, so that, that's that's okay. No, so, so we'll, I didn't bring you joy last time, boo, but I'm just saying. I mean, well, you know who's gonna sell some books? Let's also congratulate Carol. Carol B, girl, put that book out there. That book oh, should be selling. Oh. To say, wow, what's she going to do? I'm sorry. I mean, listen, get that book out there. <laughs> part two, part deux. Yeah. So second, second edition. You know what? It's wonderful. And maybe this time you can really talk to Nole and he'll sit down with you and have a real proper interview instead of from the peripheral. No, that was no, kind fine. of crazy. Enjoy all of it. I'm looking forward to getting together with Deb in live and in person in Washington, D.C. Yeah. Week, which has now turned out to be a wild party. I love everyone that's coming, theoretically. Um, so it, I'm happy for the tournament. It, it benefits a wonderful organization, and I think that's actually a lovely tournament. And I just want to say that with Rafa coming, it means that that number from 60% is definitely going to bump up to probably. I know it's a lie. It's, I'm telling you, New York Gays has bought all the tickets. I mean, this way to God, Rafa is a power, a, a dom top. This way, Rafa is a dom top. So they're going to be out there trying to live their fantasy. Yeah, but, I, you know, Richard, I do, I agree. I mean, Richard, congratulations to all the top three. May you all be stuck at 20 forever, but that's probably not going to be the case. I know, Richard, <laughs> you and I hope ready. that. Hope springs eternal. Hope <laughs> springs eternal. <laughs> oh, the kids aren't ready. The kids aren't ready. They're, They're not ready. ready. They're not ready. <laughs> and poor Dominic, poor Dominic. You know, Dominic is good for a, a, a wig snatcher, too. You know He's what, not even there. I hope he wakes up. I hope he wakes. I hope Dominique's team wakes up. Lovely drama girl, you've been missed. We've um, we've discussed the men and women's final. We've talked about the fact that hopefully Wimbledon does not come up with um, a super spreader moment at all from this because it's been such a joy to watch people enjoy tennis and the you know the players enjoyed hearing a crowd. It's wonderful. Like I don't I don't want to take that away from folks at all. Um, so knock on wood, Wimbledon. Hopefully you made really good choices. <laughs> Thank you, Pablo, for coming on and joining the and real I mean like having an English brunch. No, my pleasure. And no, I mean it's been wonderful to have you here. Um you you've been helping us traverse the it's been and, if, and if you're not hearing Janina for those who would listen to us on the replay, Janina left us to go support Italy. Italy. <laughs> you know, Italia. That's what I meant to say. So she's hoping that Berrettini, you know, it, she and Berrettini are hoping that Italy has some kind of victory today. Um <laughs> And she's having a soccer weekend because yesterday she's watching Copa. Um, oh yeah, I saw in, that. In South American tournament, Argentina beat Brazil. So, hey, Delpo, Delpo still winning out here. Delpo is still winning. Which one you thought, Del <laughs> Any final words, Pablo? No, I just want to thank you guys. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, and what more can I say? 
Richard said that Nikki and Nick your company. <laughs> it's been blessed. The chase is on for the USO, y'all. It's yeah, Richard, I really hope Nick and Rafa gets to the DC finals. I mean, because oh that's what have, man. The shade, the shade, the shade. Bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it. But you know, that's it's a bunch of young boys over there, and it'll be fun. I'm hope all I'm saying city open is could you just send a note? Send a note to Monkeith and ask him to come back. That's that's the thing I know. That's the thing I know. He loves that tournament. Come, Monkeith, join the gang. <laughs> and win, Monkeith, win, win. <laughs> yeah, you know I what? Bring Fidolina because there's gonna be a lady something. So she and Coco could definitely play on Sunday or whatever that weekend thing up they have. The like, you know. Invitational. I think yeah. it's four women. I think Jesse Kaluga, Kalu, Jessica Kaluga. Jen Brady and um, Coco are there. I think they have room for one more. So I mean, Spidolina, there's your shot. Call somebody. Call somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you need to do. Because you yeah. know what? I mean, Spidolina, I mean, I know you don't get a lot of respect here, but girl, I don't mind switching. You, know, you could switch with Jen Brady, uh, Pagula. I'm not going to miss either one of those ladies. I, you know, I mean, I will say the only the only regret anyone had is that you know what I'm saying? You know, it's it's like Gilles Simone. It's like Gilles Simone in 2014. You got one jab, bull, yeah. Marin Chilich, and you dropped that ball. You dropped it. <laughs> oh, bless. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. All right. Goodbye, Bye. everyone. Good luck to all.